some crackdown talk. A wonky outro. Are we now on Pornhub? And then I mentioned crackdown. This is Achievement Hunting 101. Welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. Class is now in session for level 30. For tonight, I'm stuck leading the nursing home since Corey decided to play hooky. So, let me introduce to you the old folks. Was he suspended? I mean, maybe. He told me he played hooky. He wanted to go see Power Rangers on Ice or something like that. (laughs) Again? (laughs) But, as you can hear with me is... The big lighthouse. How's it going? What? <laughs> okay, never mind. Bad joke. Discord. I remember <laughs> that joke. now. Lighthouse. Discord. Ex-Povos will get it. Also with me is <laughs> Michelle. She's joining us again this week. How's it going? I'm glad to know that I'm not the big lighthouse. So we're already <laughs> moving forward in a positive direction. Lastly with me, and was that a fart? Nate. No, that was, well, it was not my <laughs> fart. Hey, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, is that a fart is... in my class <laughs> alright well this is going fantastic right off the bat but first things first, first let's go ahead and congratulate those who made the honor roll this week L take it away alright proclamation point skeptical Mario has reached a new milestone of 550,000 TA score way to go nice I saw he recently did well with Ori. Mm. Saw him pop like a good thousand TA in one shot with a couple of Ori definitive edition achievements, I believe. It's a way to go. Holy cow. What did you say? Holy cow. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You better watch your language. Okay. Now, redemption denied. 1,800 days with an achievement. Way to go. Good, good win streak. Kingsman2625 is now in the top 50 of the Washington Gamerscore leaderboard. Now, nice. I assume that's Washington State. I mean, I guess someone's got to live there. I mean, like, besides Pearl Jam and stuff. Well, there's at least 50. <laughs> I guess so. And he also reached 82% completion percentage. Nice job, Kingsman. Spanky and Sprunkle has reached a new milestone of 250 completed games, and his 250th completion was Celeste. Has anyone gotten around to playing this gem yet? Not yet. yet. No, but given the reputation, that's that's impressive. So, are those sounds like those might be 250 quality completions or closer to quality completions than most of us can brag about? So he's got one. That was almost has one. Toad Style Venom, a.k.a. Stan, has reached a new milestone of 700 completed games. 
What game did he do it with? Um, hmm. Hold on, I'm writing down my answer. Survey says no. That's Wheel of Fortune. Wait a minute. That's Family Feud. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. The <laughs> All right. Did you answer your question in the form of a answer question? <laughs> uh, the answer, of course, was Jeopardy. Good job, Stan. Way to go. You nice. are the man. Mattism has reached a new milestone of 22,000 achievements won. That's a lot of achievements. Jimbot UK has reached 600,000 gamer score. And he did it with the achievement, you're like some kind of robot from Rocket Riot. That, of course, may also be a Homestar Runner reference, but... I'm pretty sure it is. Alrighty. And the big winner of the week was Sim, who reached a new milestone of 1 million gamer score. Who, of course, is the third person to do so within, like, a seven or eight day span it's pretty crazy yeah that's wow, crazy. Yep. hitting it and what did he play achievement called mexico in glass masquerade oh did he huh. build a wall or something i don't know oh <laughs> well after reaching a million gamer score sim proceeded to write a blog on ta saying he is done with gamer score in terms of easy games anyway he's not going to buy any more easy games and, and quote-unquote waste money. So he's just going to play games that he's interested in. We'll see how long that lasts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and But he's currently playing Crackdown 3 and only Crackdown 3, so that's good. More on that later. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Foreshadow. Host Milestones. Koosh is now in the top 10 of the USA Gamerscore leaderboard for Metroidvanias. All right. I told you he was top ten this. already. <laughs> ten, yeah. Where Where did you start at the beginning of the year? Did you happen to track that information? Mm, nope. No, I don't think so. I think I can okay. check that out on TA. But all right, not that big a deal. So top ten, top very 10. very impressive. Yep. Top ten USA shoot for the world, baby. Rocker dude is currently on a one hundred day achievement win streak. Well. If you can't join us on the show, you could at least get some achievements. And I reached a new milestone of 400,000 gamer score. Way to go, you. And you had a nice little Thank you. Well done. And I tried what to What did you hit 400,000 with? Well, I tried to hit it right on the news. And I had 25 to go and I needed a 25 pointer in guacamole. And it's for destroying Pancho. It's for beating all the combo chicken thingajiggities, which could be a real flocking. Uh, all right, I'm going to leave those ones to Elroy. But it was not. <laughs> it's not the easiest achievement, but it was a good one. Showing me up a little bit was Waka Pale, who reached a new milestone of 500,000 gamer score. Very nice. nice. With the apropos score of a lifetime achievement in Tesla Punk. And I noticed that the hosts all have recently, or a lot of us have recently gotten 
milestones. Uh, Foof got 100,000, and that was like when the podcast first started. I think he's got like 101,000 now. Uh, Rocker Dude recently got 200,000. Koosh recently got 300,000. Mm-hmm. I recently got 400,000. Waka recently got 500,000. And Elroy recently got 600,000. Hmm. Nice. Wow. See that? Good figure. Very nice. That's my little code on there. Uh, I think the only outliers are Michelle, who's got, who's nestled in there with about four hundred and fifty thousand. I know. Yeah, so, wasn't wasn't one of the right on the hundred right. thousand, but but it's, it's just something it's I noticed. Right. Mm-hmm. Doesn't count for that. And sexy XE has around seven hundred and fifty thousand. So we wow. have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all represented. Very nice. Um, I think another milestone that was hit just before we started recording was Prue, right? Didn't he just uh, hit 500,000? Yes. yes. I was going to mention this during a different segment that I'd like to call Happy Birthday to Prue! Oh. See? See what I did oh, there? Oh, okay. Well, I, right. I just let you in, so You, you did. Perfect. On his 33rd birthday, if that's what you would believe on Facebook. I think it's more like 23, but that's okay. <laughs> he reached 500,000 in Sonic the Hedgehog 3 with an achievement called Halfway There. So, there you go. I, of course, yeah, joke that he's got to hit million, one million with an achievement called Living on a Prayer. That that would be tough because the achievement's worth 33 points. So you'd have to um, be at like he 67 do to do it. It's... He can it's do doable, it. but it's not as easy as going from fives and zeros. You can do it, Prue. I have faith in you. And speaking of birthdays, we neglected last week to wish happy birthday to Chippa, who had a special V Day birthday on February 14th. So happy birthday to Chippa. You say that as if either his birthday or Valentine's Day occurs on a different day. It just happened to fall on Valentine's Day. They're yeah. always the same. But what if it's a leap year, Michelle? Duh. I, I'm done talking to you. <laughs> Jeez. And that was proclamation point. Oh, I had a I had a late milestone, which isn't one we would normally bring up, but I just want to bring it up because we've been talking about this game a lot in Discord. So L, did you see the milestone I hit right before we started recording? Oh no. Why don't you tell us about it? I hit three hundred and sixty games completed. With Spiral Splatter. And Ugh. we've been talking about this game a lot <laughs> in Discord. Um, Kush is blind because of it. Yeah. <laughs> from what I understand. Um, I didn't think it was all that bad. I was up to world 10 out of the 11 or whatever it was. And I had to knock those out and go back and get a couple three stars. But I, I think if you just sit down and kind of commit yourself to it, it's it's not that terrible. But I hope we continue to discuss it in Discord now that I can do so from the completionist pile and not the, oh, I let that one go pile. So that was exciting. Are you trying to say that Crap Adam needs to uh, decrapify himself and try to complete that game? That game sucks. And Foof needs to play, I don't know, any game? Well, if if Foof played it, he'd go from 101,000 to about 101,270. So uh, go get it done and, uh, yeah. I think Philip Wendell, he said it correctly. You know, if there is any video games in hell, Spiral Splatter is the game that you have to sit there and play for all eternity. I hate oh, that. Game. Gosh, no, there's so much worse than yeah. Spiral Splatter. 
Uh, well, so let's take a look. Worse. 2,389 track gamers and 961 completions. So, almost half, dude. It's not Screw them, that it's game. you. <laughs> no, I, no, I'm not completing that game. I got what I got out of it. I uninstalled it. I'm not going back. I, what did no. you get out of it? 326 TA. Oh. What what did you do? Did you do because if I recall, get angry and blow my brains out? You played less than an hour. Well, the game only takes two. Oh, so burn! Not that big a deal. But... <laughs> <laughs> and in less than an hour, I got so frustrated. I saw red. Much how like the screen is every time I hit the freaking wall of a maze and hear the brown sound. Now, were you trying to three star all the levels as you went, or were you just trying to beat the levels at all? I'm just trying to beat the level. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm just trying to beat the level, and I start well, playing five minutes later. I'm wanting to throw my controller. I'm screaming and cussing. And just, ah. there, there are a couple little hints that I think help. First of all, the, the puzzle always moves, right? So if you start and you fail the first time in any part that has moving elements, they just keep moving. The puzzle doesn't reset every time. So you can do yourself a favor, hit Y to reset it, and just stay still until the puzzle is oriented in such a way that it'll make it easier for you to get through on time. It still may not control the way you want, but it will help. The other thing I noticed is that if uh, there is some levels where you hit this little button that makes circles move around, you just go from point A to point B so before these circles move and kill you. If you hit the button and press pause, your time doesn't keep going up. So it lets you take the rest of the puzzle a little more slowly. And there was one puzzle late in the game where I discovered that by accident, and I'm so glad I did, so I didn't have to like try it more legit. Although I'm sure it's doable. But those are a couple little things that might make it a little easier. If you do ever choose, like if we throw down the gauntlet and challenge you, uh, and your capabilities as a gamer, and... and why you're hosting a podcast about achievements when you can't even beat a two-hour game, Kenny. So, you know, just throwing it out there. Uh, I No. <laughs> Philip Wendell, you said it correctly. And it's a game from hell. Maybe I'll play it one day, but probably not. No. I hate it. <laughs> North is a better you have game. To let, All right, well. You have to let Mrs. Fufu play Now, hold on watch, a second. She will finish it in one sitting. She'll just... Get it. Now hold on a second, Michelle. She could complete it for me. <laughs> yes. Foof no. did accomplish something this week. You want to tell us about that, Foof? Nah, I completed Titanfall. Yay! That is awesome. Completed Titanfall, and I totally meant to do this because I totally knew the BCM was coming up, and I'm not stalling for time while I look this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, what's really exciting about you finishing Titanfall now is you're all ready for Titanfall 360 in about oh, a month so or so. Oh, I'm so pumped for Titanfall 360. As soon as you yeah. guys are done with Crackdown, I'm. Oh, I'm trying to look so at your uh, trying to look at your hour count on this. Hey, start doing the dailies now. Now I probably will. For Titanfall, uh, for the BCM, it got me a whopping 1,313 points. Nice. Wow. Very and nice. Because of that. I am now in eighth place overall. <laughs> now, doesn't it can't complete spiral splatter, but has a thousand points from Titanfall. Doesn't it exactly. cap or something? The cap is twenty five hundred, I think. Oh. Yeah. Okay, got it. So, so you played one hundred and ninety hours of Titanfall. That sounds about that sounds right. It sounds quick. low. I know. I think mine's three forty or so. Three forty yeah. or three eighty. You guys uh, boosted this a lot more. 
uh, without me. So you guys really helped me carry it. I just had to get that last little bit. And now I'm going to help whoever get it, at least Stan. Well, Stan looks like has two achievements left, which, oh, he's got the level 10. He needs 50 attrition matches and all the hardware, so he should be done shortly, I'm sure. Yeah, he's getting there. Yeah. And I believe Chip also completed it this week. We have to mention him again? If he didn't complete it, he's actually very close. I'm pretty sure he completed it, so. Yeah, he did. Good job, guys. Yeah, and... The other people that have been joining us, uh, Doughboy, Rocker, Jay Blach, <laughs> they have all been making a ton of progress. And they're not really looking to complete it, but they're be getting a ton of achievements also. Every session they've been getting a, getting something. Yeah, Titanfall does a pretty good job of making the achievements incremental. So there is obviously that, that big, long gap through the end of the game. But especially early on, a lot of what you do will get you an achievement somewhere. So even when we started boosting Titanfall, uh, many of us already had quite a bit of progress. And we were still getting achievements most of the sessions until we were just going for the Gen 10 stuff. So it it is a good list in that way. Yes, there's quite a few achievements. I don't know how many off the top of my head. I believe 88. That sounds about right. So there is quite a few yep. achievements. And like you said, you know, they come relatively quickly, especially you just get them for whatever. Yeah, and like we alluded to before, we'll uh, definitely be working on Titanfall on the Xbox 360. Uh, Once Crackdown 3 is complete, or at least sufficiently complete for us to feel ready to move on, but uh, Crackdown 3 is sort of a big topic of discussion lately, isn't it? That it is. So if that, let's go into our news. The big topic that we want to talk about, like Michelle just said, is Crackdown 3 has come out this week. Now, I know the three of you guys have been playing it a bunch. And Ellen and Michelle, you two specifically, have been super pumped for this game. I'm still wondering if it's actually out. I don't know. But apparently it's not Vaporware. <laughs> I, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but either way... um. Before I throw it to you guys to kind of discuss it, I just want to kind of talk about my quote-unquote experience with the game. Uh, First of all, I've never actually played Crackdown, so I have no strong feelings one way or another. Um, Whenever it was Games of Gold, 2014 or 15, whenever it was, I can't remember at this point, I only played about two or three hours of it, and it was enough to where it just didn't quite grab me, so... I don't have, like I said, I have no real experience or no real preference either way. Now, the one thing that really sticks out about this game that's kind of interesting and kind of annoying to me, and this is an outside, this is someone from the outside looking in, is it is getting garbage reviews, which is insane to me. Um, for, I was just looking it up, for instance, GameSpot, they gave this game a five. Now, what's interesting? Out of they what? gave out of ten. Okay. They, <laughs> they gave Crackdown three a five out of ten. Mm-hmm. IGN gave it a five out of ten. Mm-hmm. Game Informer were generous. They gave it a six out of ten. Though that's terrible scores, especially when you're considering those three spots or three companies also gave the glitchy mess Mass Effect Andromeda 
sevens, seven fives, some somewhere in that range. And No Man's Sky, for instance, GameSpot, which gave it a five, gave No Man's Sky an eight. IGN gave it a six, and Game Informer gave it a seven. So somehow this game is worse than those two games, which is insane to me. Now my question for you guys, and you guys can take this and run with it however you want. I feel like the game industry is kind of biased towards Microsoft, especially towards the Xbox. And I'm kind of viewing this as this being an Xbox exclusive. They're already going to look down on it. Am I right in that or in that th- in that line of thought? Or is it just a buggy mess and it deserves the game range? What do you what do you guys think? Well, I have one question, and that is um, with regards to No Man's Sky, were those reviews the launch reviews or were those the reviews one year later? They were the launch reviews. So that is definitely the launch review and not the revisited review. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Because, well, like I said, I know you guys have been playing this a ton. All right, I want to hear uh, what Kush has to say as he's been playing it in single player, and then uh, Michelle and I will discuss our co op views. Yeah, I don't think this is a, a 5 out of 10 game. Um, now, I'm not the biggest Crackdown uh, fan around, but it, the game is fun. I know that. You know, I'm playing it. The explosions are nice. Uh, orb hunting is back, baby. Um, <laughs> so, it's, you know, just that sound. Uh, you know, I really want to put my headset on when I play the game because just you can hear it. Just wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you know, you see the you see the the spike going up into the sky, and you go find your agility orbs, and you can jump higher and get the next agility orbs. I mean, so the, all the crackdown um, uh, you know, stuff that that comes with crackdown is there. Uh, you know, it's back to classic crackdown, um, and like crackdown two never happened, and. Um, and I enjoy it, so I, I just don't see why people are panning it so hard. Now, this does not seem like a game um, that deserves or that benefited from that extra long bake <clears throat> that they had, right? And it took so long to come mm-hmm. out, all the delays after delays. really makes you wonder, you know, what was this thing like, you know, six months ago? Uh, how just, just what state was it in six months ago? Um, but to give it a 5 out of 10 seems... Yeah, it does seem a little harsh. Um, it seems like maybe, I don't know if they're trying to send a message or what, but yeah, I don't think it deserves 5 out of 10. As, as far as just this was a brand new game, um, I, I would say, you know, 6, 7, um, but definitely not 5. That, that just seems that seems mean. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I guess I've only seen gameplay of it, some videos, um, and obviously Terry Crews explosions. <laughs> I'm curious also if there, do the reviews incorporate the campaign and the multiplayer together? AOTA reviewed them separately. Okay, I don't know if that's been the general thing. That's I will good, be fair I, to I them. They posted. A, I didn't a actually read review. the reviews, so I don't know if they're together. Okay. I just saw the scores and saw I was getting crappy headlines, so, but I didn't actually read them, especially since I don't pay attention to them. I have, general. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I have. Uh, I should also say I have not played Wrecking Zone. I'm only talking about single player. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I started on Legendary, hardest difficulty, and I'm just I'm slowly chipping away at it. I'm having fun. You know, every night I log on, uh, and I just I knock a couple things off the map. I grab a couple orbs, and hey, you know, I got my hit for the day, and I'm I'm good. But um, yeah, I have not tried the Wrecking Zone, so hopefully you guys can speak to that some. So, oh, yeah, you got a hit out of it. It's kind of like crack, crack down. Oh, oh way. 
Oh Don't my god, what a shock. Go ahead, Michelle, before I, I have a lot to say. Oh, I have a lot to say, too. I have a lot to say. So, All right, I will say first. that we didn't play Wrecking Zone yet, so I'll just say that much. Right. And, and just a general comment about reviews. Always, 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 always keep in mind that reviews are completely subjective. You can try to be as objective as you want. However, keep in mind, and I, I don't mean to pick on anybody, but at TA, the review for the game was written by Mark, uh, not Penny's Boat. And he's a wonderful writer and he has great opinions. He gave the game a three out of five. He also has written about 7,000 articles about Sea of Thieves, which is a game that most people I speak to are more neutral about, right? There's something about Sea of Thieves that struck him and it's a five of five game and it makes him feel great. And there's something about Crackdown that didn't. And he feels like it's uh, slightly above average. Fair. Okay. So reviews are always by their nature subjective. So let's start with that. But then why does this explain or how does this factor into the fact that every reviewer seemed to give it a five? I, it might be a little bias. I, I feel like reviewers for triple A uh, titles are either looking for a sports game that does what it's supposed to do really well. Right. So your Madden's or a Forza, you know, however you if you include that within a sports game. Or they're looking for games that are completely narrative-driven. So your God of War is your Last of, Last of Us. This game is neither of those things. And I just think a lot of the people who write reviews don't know what to do with a game that really has no greater motive than just being fun. And I don't think they really look at that element of it. So that all aside, Elle and I have sat in a couple different parties. We've definitely watched the Discord Everyone I know who is engaging with Crackdown is having a great time. But I would also say it's not a 10 out of 10 game, and I don't think anyone's arguing that, or even a 9 out of 10. There definitely seem to be some missed opportunities. The world does seem a little like it could have been developed further. But there's that intangible factor that makes me want to log in and put two or three hours into it every night. And I don't remember the last game that I, well, it's probably Titanfall, that I really felt that desire to jump in and play every day. And that's something that a 5 out of 10, a 9 out of 10, a 2 out of 10, it's not going to quantify. That's just how your experience with the game is. And a lot of people who write video game reviews at a major publication level or for a living, that's just not how they engage with video game content. And there's no way their review is going to reflect that for the most part. That That's where I think a lot of it comes from. I've loved Crackdown 3. I've had a great time. And as somebody who just wanted another Crackdown game, that's exactly what this is. I don't need to change anyone's mind. It's satisfying me. So I'm happy. That's my take in a nutshell. What are your thoughts, Al? Well, Michelle. Um, well, you basically said a lot of what I was going to say. The interesting thing about Crackdown, though, I can't think of any other game where, for instance, last night we just we logged on and we weren't interested in progressing in the story. We just wanted to jump around and collect orbs. Mm -hmm. I can't think of any other game like that. I think Kush alluded to that too, right? It, yeah. The orbs and the sound and, and not just that, but like the fact that you do jump higher and you like it's actually a little annoying because we're stronger now because every time we bump into each other, we're pushing each other off of ledges <laughs> because our characters have gotten stronger. It would it, it would be annoying when we ran into uh, enemies sometimes because <laughs> like I don't want to do this right now. I'm, I'm going to right. jump well, around. Enemies, they're messing up my, they're messing up my, uh, my rooftop run. Like exactly. I'm trying to get from place to place and they're knocking me all over the place and so maybe exactly. I have to go clear them out so I can do it. Right. 
I, I just think with with crackdown i don't know if it's a an xbox bias per se I've, I've heard that thrown around a lot that that game media is generally pretty biased against the xbox for whatever reasons they are and i don't know if that's true i just think that the typical reviewer who again is given the triple a title to review on a staff just doesn't play games like crackdown that's that's not what they're in it for they can play a halo because a halo still has a story it still is something really concrete and a canon and, and really something it's trying to accomplish narratively. Crackdown doesn't have that. The story is very much a second thought. It's there. Yeah, that's the big thing. it doesn't really thing. matter. That's a big thing that I think reviewers are looking for sometimes. I can understand that. Because sometimes the summer blockbuster movie will get a bad uh, review. It might be fun to go watch a, a popcorn flick and see explosions and stuff, but some of those ultimately get bad reviews, right? And mm-hmm. people will still go see them just to right. turn their mind off and have fun. I think it's the same right. type of thing. I agree. But I, I refuse to quantify Crackdown 3 as like a guilty pleasure because the critics didn't like it. Screw those guys. I turn it on and I have a good time with it. And like, it's not going to be 100% of everyone. But pretty much everyone I've spoken to is having a blast. And if the game is doing that, who cares about what the numbers on those reviews are? It's a Game Pass game, too. Keep that in mind, right? Maybe we feel different if we paid $60. I don't think I would. But especially as a Game Pass game where, you know, you're paying $10 for a month a month for a service you're using anyway, and this is like a value add to the service. Well, I mean, I would definitely feel a little slighted if I had paid $60 for this game. But then again, mm-hmm. I, I would never have paid $60 for this game because mm-hmm. I know what it is. It's Crackdown. I'm not going to pay $60 for Crackdown. I'm going to wait. You know, this game for me is, you know, it's just the orb. It's the orb hunting. It's cool explosions. It's fun guns. Uh, it's horrible driving. You know, it's everything that Crackdown is known <laughs> yes. for. But yeah. The driving yes, it is, is bad. Driving. Exactly. But I I'm will... not going to pay 60 for it. You know, if this was a a $40 game, I'd wait for it to be 20 You know, you know what's uh, funny, though? What's that? People paid $60 for Crackdown 1 just to play the Halo 3 beta. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, where's my Halo whatever beta? <laughs> I was saying, you know, some people fell in love with Crackdown and some people didn't even care for it. So, But I was right. going to say, I wonder how many of these reviews, I wonder how interesting it is as a single player uh, adventure. Because quite honestly, I'm not sure how I'd feel about a single player. I think half the fun is saying, oh, I found this orb over here or, or come help me, you know, kill these guys. Or, But just about everyone I know playing it is playing it in single player and they're having a good time. So, Right. I think I think what you're saying is kind of more indicative of just how you enjoy games. And that's something like reviewers don't disclose a lot of that. Like if 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 you were to disclose, like we talked about 39 Days to Mars last week, right? And I liked the single player. I thought it was still fun. And you said, no, that's not for me. That's not how I like to play my games. We don't get that disclosure when a reviewer gives a game a five out of 10. You know, that I, I don't really like third person shooters. I, I really prefer games that have very strong leading characters. And this game has neither of those. And you know what? They're not wrong. <laughs> The game doesn't have a strong leading character, and that that is completely an accurate critique. And if that's what you're looking for, it's not going to review well for you. So I I don't know, I don't know how magazines like official Xbox magazine reviewed it. Like I don't know how the magazines or whatever else websites that are more kind of in the Xbox zone reviewed it. So if that's a consistency that they keep too, 
But I'm not surprised all the major outlets didn't really like it. And and like we were saying at the top, I wouldn't give the game an eight, a nine, or a ten either. It's it's there there is something about if you're trying to be objective where it's just not in that upper echelon. Like like Kush said, it took a lot of time and they gave it an extra six months to fix up things. And it, there isn't that level of sheen or polish to it that elevates it. Mm-hmm. But dismissing the game as as a five out of ten sounds to me like you just didn't get it. Not as much as there's something fundamentally wrong with it. Now, like I said, I didn't actually read any of the reviews, but do you know exactly why it is that they're giving these horrible score- scores? Is it full of bugs, or is it just, for lack of a better phrase or way of putting it, is just a big open sandbox with lots of explosions? My guess is that if you played Crackdown One, you've basically played Crackdown Three, and it's not reinventing the wheel at all. And some sequels, you you know, it probably should have something new, right? But as far as we've gotten in a few hours, there's really nothing that new. Um, the story, not that great. The graphics are, are nice. They're similar comic booky, cell shaded like the first couple were. Some nice cutscenes here and there. I think the review, the word I see frequently bandied about with the reviews is empty so as i kind of keep repeating myself i get it i get where it comes from if you're not looking for for someone who has no engagement with crackdown before there's nothing exciting about the orbs they're they're a means to an end you need to collect them so you can get powerful enough to beat enemies but if you're only playing on the lowest difficulty who cares you're just trying to plow through the game for a review so when you do go through the game's environments, there aren't lots of people hanging around. There aren't lots of story-based things. So <clears throat> I get it. I, I get where their opinion is drawn from, but they're not playing the game the way it's intended to be played. And and they probably haven't played Crackdown 1 to know that it's more of the same in many cases. Yeah, I'm looking on Metacritic right now, and it seems like the common refrain for most of these people is that it feels like a last generation game mm-hmm. you know, it's a last generation game with a new next generation price on the next generation console next generation price the price of the game has been 60 dollars since like the <laughs> yeah. super nintendo well what yeah. does that even mean well, maybe i made that part up but still <laughs> they're definitely saying you know especially for something that was um supposed to be touting this new destructible you know cloud uh tech um with all that behind it, and that's only in Wrecking Zone, like the game is, you know, it's basically a 360 game with fancy graphics that doesn't stutter when you play it. Um, so, you know, the loading is improved. And I, I, I get that. But Those are the kinds of things, though, where they're minimal. And I, I'm just saying this is a hypothetical because I really know nothing about the back end to any of this. But it doesn't have any, or at least for what we've experienced. And, and as Elle said before, we have not played Wrecking Zone. So that's a whole other discussion and I don't know if all those other magazines reviewed them together. I just know that TA did them separately. Mm-hmm. So taking all that into account, there's no graphical tearing I've seen. Everything functions exactly the way it's supposed to function. The game moves smoothly. There's no loading time after the initial load. These are the kind of things that like we don't really think about as being beneficial or next generation. But we've all gone back to a 360 game and gone, God, how long did I wait for this thing to load up? Oh, it's got to load up again, right? And and I, like, again, this is hypothetical speaking. I'm not even necessarily saying this as a defense because I I can't 
know for sure if this is the case because I honestly don't remember. But everything about the game functions at a pretty high level. It could have more details. It could look nicer. There, mm-hmm. there could be more. I'm, I'm not saying there can't be, which is, again, it's not a 10 out of 10. I don't think anyone in this discussion is arguing that it's a perfect game. That's not the case. Were there any issues with co-op on day one? Like getting into a group, um, finding your partner, or any of that stuff? Nope. So it's pretty no. smooth. No. We've, we've never had any issue connecting with each other, and, staying um, connected to each other. That should nope. be a point to it because every game nowadays is broken from day one um some also uh some people were actually also disappointed that um crackdown 2 had four player co-op and crackdown 3 only supports two player co-op so that's actually that's was, a, was a big bone of contention well that was the same thing for gears of war uh three to four that it went from four player yeah. to two player co-op but they built a story for for that many right. people with co- I couldn't with imagine crackdown. calling yeah, four people over to collect four. orbs, though. Oh my gosh! We actually <laughs> only played. The game does... crack... We Go played ahead. Crackdown two only the two of us. So the the game does do something nice, a couple nice things though. If you're playing in co op, the the game worlds are persistent, so you actually have two saves. I don't know if you've noticed this playing mm-hmm. single player Kush, but you have a character save and you have a world save. So when you play with someone else, you load each thing because you you can have multiple agents. But when you're playing in co-op, if if L is in my game world and I've collected an orb or gone through a stunt ring he hasn't, I'll still see it in my world, but it's going to look like a white outline. So I know A, that I've collected and B, that he hasn't. So I can still flag him over and say, hey, you didn't get this stunt ring. Go get this one done. And that's a super helpful tool because that wasn't the case in the previous games. Yeah, no, And that, I think it's nice. It's actually- yeah. And then. In a lot awesome. of games with collectibles, there's there's no sense of that sort of stuff. So that that's really great if you're playing with someone else or if you're just jumping into someone else's game and you're worried about losing progress or, you know, will their orbs show up? They won't because it's, it's tied to you and the game is smart enough through whatever coding to keep that information distinct while sharing a game world. Yeah, we just ran into that sort of issue with uh, Strange Brigade uh, this past weekend because uh, you know, there are collectibles and you know, it's tracked per person. If one person gets it, everyone else still needs to get it, but you no longer see it on your screen, so you can't help them. So that, that's a nice little feature. Yeah, it's it's really great. Like um, yesterday, Kingsman was jumped into our party, and he's playing by himself. And my brother jumped into the party, and he's playing by himself. And Kingsman was going through something, and through a part of the because he's late in the game, he's only got six or seven more orbs or something. He's very close to finishing all that. Where my brother still has a lot to do. Although he's done more than Elle and I have. So they jumped into the same game and, you know, my Kingsman was able to say to my brother, oh, there's an orb you're missing here. He already had it, but my brother could go over and collect it. So that stuff is is great. And I don't, that's, those are the kind of little things that make the game not deserve a 5 out of 10. There's clearly care taken there, but I don't know that anyone who reviewed the game would even have a clue of that. I don't know that anyone who played it would, would be aware that that's a thing. Because it's just not not how they played it. Yeah, I am definitely disappointed that that's the one quality of life improvement that I was so hoping would be in there would be you know oh you're near an orb you know that's how um, uh, Agents of Mayhem did it when you were near an orb or within a certain radius you could see them on your map they didn't tell you where they, exactly where they were but you could find them. Did you um, play Crackdown two? I did play Crackdown two for an hour or two. Okay. Um, yeah. Because that much. had that feature. Crackdown 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
The second so, one was a lot easier to find stuff. There was like a beep every time you you were kind of you could fly overhead and you would hear a beep. See, yeah, I would like to, I would, and I'm still holding out to see if that is true in in Crackdown Three that they don't have that, but it sh- doesn't seem like it is there, and and people aren't talking about it. So I, I think it's going to be another one of those things where you either find them by yourself or you wait for the map and then you just spend hours <laughs> going around to every location. Well, I do like that they've broken down the map in this one. So it's not just like, hey, there are 300 orbs. That There's is true. However many orbs, there are 10 in this tri- district and 70 in this, this district and 30 nicer. in that district. Yeah. So that helps. And each district mm-hmm. is clearly marked with the number of agility orbs, the number of hidden orbs, the number of stunt rings. So it does better there. Like, I'm in the opposite camp. I actually really love having my headphones on and hearing the noise and trying to pinpoint where I'm hearing it from. So I, I wouldn't want that particular quality of life improvement because it would take away part of the fun of the game for me, which is that hunting. Did you check out the uh, the sound options? Are you able to turn the music down, turn uh, sound effects up? It'd be great if they had a separate you are. volume for orb pings. Uh, <laughs> it would probably just be under sound effects. Right. I haven't played with that, though. Okay, yeah, I haven't messed with that. I would say at the end of the day, when it comes to Crackdown 3... If you're not into third-person shooters, if they're just not your thing, if you really want a game with a sod story, don't play it. It's just not for you. And that's that's fine. It's just the same way that Mass Effect isn't for me. There's just something about it that doesn't appeal to me. But if you're interested in them, and especially if you're a Game Pass holder, what's the harm? It, it just seems like most people who've actually gone in to play the game because they wanted to play the game are having a great time with it. At least in my experience. Yeah, as a Game Pass owner, this is just a great value add. I mean, it's a game you don't have to go spend $40, $60 on. You can get it immediately. You can get a lot of fun out of it right away. Uh, and you don't have to go into the legendary difficulty. You can just go in there and just blow stuff up. Um, it seems like it's a great a great game for Game Pass. And it'll be interesting to see, are we going to see more games like this? You know, Granted, mm-hmm. that don't have a 10-year development cycle or whatever. <laughs> but... Uh, I would like to see what else we're going to get in this vein. Now, that's actually an interesting question or interesting thought that I saw. I don't have, or I'm sorry, like I said, I haven't played Crackdown, but I have Game Pass. Is this something you would recommend me jump into a third or should I go back and play the first two? There is legitimately zero reason to play the first two. Like, there's <laughs> they're the same kind of game. Uh, not much has changed gameplay-wise. The there's a very minor connection, but there's there's nothing you learned in the first two games that will change your enjoyment of the third. Mm-hmm. So I would say it, it doesn't matter. You can if you're a completionist about the series, but it, it's not going to change your opinion on it at all. So you guys have been hitting it pretty hard. Um, how are you doing on the achievements? Ooh. Well, one thing in co-op is that just about everything has popped for both of us, which has been great. So, That's nice. with the exception of doing the the races, which you have to do yourself. Well, let's go back real quick. With okay, that go one. ahead. Um, yes, you do have to do them yourself. Uh, you can run races at the same time, and if you're both successful, you'll get that. But especially with the car races, don't. If you're playing with someone else, don't. There's already enough that goes wrong. Let let your partner take their turn and let them run the race until they finish it, and then you take your right. turn. And you should be it's, waiting it's until you, you. You should be waiting until your driving is like level six, right, or level five, or whatever the max well, is. Well, you probably should, but we didn't do that. Okay. I don't. I don't think, I think that it does help. Your driving skill really changes it that much. I, I don't because well, you're in a 
preset car. Mm. So it's not like you can use an agency vehicle or something like that. Maybe your Unless car doesn't spin hired... out as much or something. Right. It's possible. Maybe it controls sure. better. Why is it level two? Yeah, I'm oh. like I'm level two, maybe three, and I, I ran into one race. It's not that far along. It's like the third race, and I'm just like, what in the crap do I have to do? Yeah, uh, to do better on <laughs> is that this. the one with all the twists? Yes, it's a lot of twists. And I, I'm sort of thinking, well, if I clear out the map more, maybe those guys won't exist in the race, and then I won't have mm-hmm. them, uh, you know, taking pot shots at me. Right, it's possible. I Kingsman sort of alluded when he was playing with us that it it doesn't make a difference though. The big thing about having a better driving skill is you get access to a better car for doing stunt rings and things of that nature. Gotcha. And climbing walls and doing fun right. stuff like that. Right. So what I was getting at is stuff, stuff like hacking a surveillance cache or uh, collecting a DNA orb. Stuff like that will pop for both people and count for both people. But the orbs are individual and the races, like I said. And I guess your your skills are individual also, getting your your own skills advanced. Um, what people probably do that we don't do, Michelle, is probably uh, drop in, drop out with their friends. People that might not care as much about the completionist aspect of it. But I've heard of people having fun just doing that, just dropping in and out with different friends and just going to town. So These ratios are insane right now. Thank you, Pass. <laughs> like I'm, I'm looking at the higher level um, ones for completing all races and stuff. It's like eight point seven five. I did Ooh. notice something. One of the achievements that you may or may not want to know about Kush. I go for it. But the one that you you said you started on legendary because there's an yes. achievement to beat the game, having been in legendary the whole time. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you could just beat the game on normal. And then go back in a new game in Legendary, and you can go right to the final boss and do that in a half an hour. So Yeah, I, I was told you know that, your, that? Character, yeah, your character carries over, um, so you can go in there with your max-leveled agent and just... I, I didn't think you could go straight to the boss. Maybe it says it takes about a half an hour to an hour, so okay, more or less. Well, I mean, I'm having fun on Legendary, and I guess okay. I can, yeah, I as long can as it's jump not into too... a new world and, and do that. You but, could change uh, difficulty on the fly, by the way, or okay. just pause it. Right, so yeah, if okay. you're having trouble, that's that's a good idea. That's that's a good point. So if I'm getting slammed, I could just cut it back one or two. Yeah, I think so. And then just do my legendary run just straight to the boss. Yeah, we haven't. Or at least I haven't really looked at the list too much. But so keep in mind too, when you're looking at those real high ratio things, the game's only been out four days. Well, this is true. Yeah. So you know you have some people who have. The good or bad fortune, depending on their situation, to sit and play home, play games at home all day. Uh, none of us are in that situation. We all have work and you guys <laughs> have families that you have to account to and all that. So it's it, it's different. We're not able to play at that level. So I think those ratios obviously will come down. As Foof alluded to, they're going to stay a little elevated because it is a Game Pass game and you are going to have people who play it very casual. Mm-hmm. Uh, Myself will be other, one of them. <laughs> the other crackdown games though were very completable they might have had one or two really like kind of tricky achievements but they they were more about persistence than skill and i wouldn't be surprised if this is mostly the same one thing that's been nice though as Elle said just about everything pops for both of us but every time we've played we've popped a couple different things because every time you encounter something for the first time you get an achievement and I imagine the the six different uh, mini bosses, or is it eight 
mini bosses that are in the game. Each one of them is going to lead to an achievement and they're achievements for certain orb collection milestones. Mm -hmm. So it seems like it kind of gives you a little like breadcrumb trail of achievements as you go through it. There's also Uh, 70 achievements. So there's quite a bit. I was just about to say that. I was just looking at the list. This is actually the first time I've looked at the list. There's 70 achievements in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's And keep in mind it's, completely separate from wrecking zone so that has its own separate achievement list so those aren't 70 including the multiplayer part that's just for crackdown 3 campaign and we have 17 of the 70 as of right now Mm -hmm. i've got 21 jerk it's got 37 it's got 37,637 tracked gamers with nine completions well there you go nine completions it's completable for four yeah. days. <laughs> so here, here's a personal Holy question. Holy cow. <laughs> Very personal question. What is your favorite loadout? <laughs> um, that's a good question. We don't we don't I kill mean... any enemies. <laughs> what the hell? Well, I kill enemies. So oh. let, me, let me answer. <laughs> I just I just go for the stunt rings and wind up in the water. That's what I basically do the whole time. <laughs> I recently found this poison gun that i really like like it just shoots like a poison i don't know mist of some sort i like the arc cannon a lot that's usually what i wind up using and on for the grenade space i usually like to use the incendiary one at this point okay uh what about you um so i just got a grenade that um throws down a health field which which seems very useful because especially on legendary i'm just getting you know wailed upon from every every angle uh, so that seems nice. Uh, so now the guys that are floating above me, you know, the little drones or whatever, it won't, uh, mm-hmm. won't kill me before I realize they're there. Um, so I, I just, I also got this other thing. I think it's called the sledgehammer or the jackhammer. I think it's the jackhammer, which basically fires a shot that explodes in the air and then drops down shrapnel on, uh, in a small area beneath it. That, that one's really fun. Awesome. Nice. <laughs> the guns are pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. The guns are pretty cool, especially the explosive guns. Uh, and then well, that's, that's, you mean the sorry to interrupt your oh, no problem. <laughs> But that, that's another thing. Again, going back to the initial conversation about reviews, most, that's a very understated thing that I just, I think most people who are tasked with reviewing the game, they don't care about the weapon variety. That's, that's not a thing. That's not a selling point. And it doesn't have to be again, subjective, but that clearly is part of your enjoyment of the game when you're explaining this ridiculous gun that explodes into smaller pieces. And the game does do that effectively. But go on. Yeah. Uh, so um, right from the start, the guns weren't that um, impressive. And I was just kind of looking at all the gaps that I had in, you know, in the collections, you know, as you're trying to select all your weapons. I was like, man, they really need to step it up. And like, what are they going to put in here? And they've, they've for the most part, they are... Um, making me happy like I'm, I'm seeing some stuff come along now like that that uh jackhammer i was not expecting that's a pretty cool gun so i, I have hopes that there there are other special weapons that are going to come in uh but right now um I, you know i'm just going with the standard agent gun i can't remember what they call that mm-hmm. um just you know because it's got a ton of ammo um then there's this um like beam weapon but it's got kind of like a fire beam i think there's another one that's like a poison beam uh, and the fire beam does really well against like just regular guys, but it also does okay against armored units. So I kind of have nice. it for it's that my that's my middle slot. Uh, and right now I'm just using a homing rocket uh, as my my explosion device on my uh, you know my hold down the Y button to to select that yeah. one. Yeah, and then I I'm, feel like that's the common 
yeah. one to use in that slot. It really is. I mean, the Decimator is cool, but it seems like it takes forever to reload and you lose all your ammo. And uh, I don't. I think I just hit level three, so I can probably get all of the shots from the Decimator. So that'd be kind of cool. But yeah, in that top slot, I just kind of that's the one I float out the most. So it's you know the standard gun, or I throw in the jackhammer, or I throw in the next gun that I just found and I want to check out. So yeah, we discussed a lot of Crackdown Three. <laughs> Oops. Uh, like we mentioned before about it being high ratios, this as of right now has seventy two hundred TA. Mm-hmm. Granted, that, right. that's come down. going to come down, but that's a nice ratio. And tying us back into what kind of started this whole thing, on TA out of 312 votes, this game currently has a 3.9 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So in our community, this basically has an 8 out of 10. Well, to put that into perspective, that's exactly what Mass Effect Andromeda has. It has more people who voted for it, but it's also sitting at a 3.9. So, and, and Fallout 4, which was largely panned for all of its bugs, has a 4.6. Reviewing a game is all about your enjoyment of the game and whatever that means to you. So end gamers don't get hung up on that stuff. If you're interested in a game, try it. If you don't like it, you're allowed to not like it. If you do like it, that's cool too. And real quick, do we know if this game's going to have any ongoing support, DLC, extra stuff added in later title updates? Do we have any indication? Nope. Okay. That's I would imagine so but I don't think that they've announced any particular plans for that. But the the other Crackdown games had DLC, so it wouldn't be surprising if that comes somewhere down the line. And I don't know how Game Pass handles that necessarily. Like, if the idea is going... I imagine it would just be that if there is DLC, it will be discounted if it's a pay-for, or otherwise it will come as a title update. They seem more into the concept of title updates these days. So I, I imagine, I, I, I can't believe they won't support it, but I wouldn't be surprised if that support all goes to Wrecking Zone and that the campaign is what the campaign is. If there's paid DLC and for a Game Pass game, you get a 10% discount. If it's a title mm-hmm. update, obviously, it's then it's free. Yeah, I'm sure there's some Game Pass games where they, they give you the game and the hope that you'll buy the DLC. So I'm not sh- sure of oh, any Microsoft exclusive games that have done this, so I can't think of any. Maybe Forza um, games. Forza, sure. Uh, when it comes to Microsoft exclusive games, uh, the Halo Wars. Well, I guess Halo in, in general. They all well, have DLC of sorts. Yeah, and all those were before Microsoft acquired. Right. I'm so, talking about the Game Pass, like the newest, like the last year of Game Pass. Oh, the gotcha. Microsoft games come in there day one. Right. The, the titles since that announcement, I don't think. Uh, three of Super them. Lucky's Tale? That I was a later edition, but yes, that has it? some DLC. Yeah, okay, DLC. I couldn't remember on that. You have to pay for it. I'm, I'm currently waiting on a sale. <laughs> right, but I don't think Super Lucky's Tale launched into Game Pass. No. Like, it was a very early edition. No, I couldn't remember. Into it. And that's that's what I think we're discussing at this point, is for the games that have launched into Game Pass. Um, right, I have just... they had title updates, DLC? I, I don't know. That would require research. Yeah, I'm not looking it up. I, that was just, besides Forza, that's just the one that pops in my head. I can't think of any okay. others. Well, that's a lot of Crackdown talk. You guys were really excited on that. Let's continue into the next game. We got a trailer for it, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Now, Ellen Kush, I know you guys were super pumped for this. 
that game's coming out? I hadn't heard of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it may as well be Crackdown 3. Okay. I know nothing about this. Why should I care? As oh, I trigger L, all L, three of them. Yeah, you want me to say the name? Let's do it for L. Yep. Koji Igarashi, who designed uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. And I believe Konami gave him the big heave ho over something or other. I don't remember exactly. So he went ahead and decided to go and make Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. And there was a Kickstarter. Oh, how many years ago was that? Three or four? It's been a long time. Fifteen? The original delivery date for the game was March 2017. May 11, 2015. Look at this. Yeah. Wow. And I remember in the, um, what's it called? The other Bloodstained game? Cursed. Yeah, Curse of the Moon. Yeah. Curse of the Moon. That was a pre-order, uh, a backing bonus game that came out with the Kickstarter. Isn't but yeah, this has been in development hell for four years. I think it is going games with gold, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. You guys, I know we're oh, super yes. pumped for this. I watched the trailer. <sighs> Not my cup of tea. And I know the three of you are kind of sitting there going, That's okay. Youngin. So you don't like good games. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely in the Castlevania Symphony of the Night style, except it looks obviously new. And I, the trailer hinted it. It looks like there was some... Uh, not quite 2D parts to it. It's like two and a half. Well, it's it's always been known to be a two and a half. That's actually the first trailer style. I've seen for it. So um, that was... Th- that, that was, I think, part of the initial pitch is that, you know, it's sort of modernizing the... they Bloodstained throughout its development history is referred to them as Egovanias, not Metroidvanias, because I guess you can't use Metroid. That belongs to someone else. So uh, Egovania is back. So if you see that in the trailer, that's that's what they're getting at. Since he really um, took what was already a wonderful concept from the Metroid games and, and popularized it in a way that it's now attached to a totally different series. Um, but they did finally announce a release window which is summer 2019. So in one of those months, we may or may not get it. And they've definitely done a good job of holding their cards close with announcing these sorts of things. So I don't think they would have put that window out there if they weren't reasonably sure that this was really going to happen. I actually uh, logged into Kickstarter because I did kickstart this game four years ago um, and was a little crestfallen that I'm getting the physical edition (laughs) because, you know, I've got to actually put it in the disk drive, but it's a fancy pants collectible edition with a special Kickstarter sleeve. So I'll uh, enjoy that, I suppose. But that also means L has to find a way to access the game. Sorry, buddy. But, 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 but. <laughs> I, I wasn't willing to pay the $110 tier that included a digital copy at the time. Uh, and remember, this was one of the first games, too, that really it wasn't the first because I want to say that was something Tim Schafer put up, maybe. But that really showed sort of the power of Kickstarter. Do any of you know what the original funding goal was for Bloodstained? Nope. Seven. Any guess? Oh. Hmm? I could look it up. Are you on it? I'm not sure. How much did you say, Kush? just going to say 70. I'm just throwing a number out there. I have no idea. All right. Any other guesses? 350. I know the answer. You, you don't need to look it up. 350. <laughs> Kenny? $350. Since he said 70, I'm going to go 71. <laughs> <laughs> um, the original funding goal was $500,000. Whoa. 
Oh. Now, do any of you know what the game raised? Oh, I'm looking at it now, so I will, I will not Rip- say it. But answer. holy cow, is what um, I will say. I don't know, four, four bob, four I, mil, four mil. I feel like I heard this, and I want to say three million. It was five and a half million dollars. Holy cow! So people have been really invested in wow. this game for a long time, and and like. I said before, they're, they're definitely taking pains to do it right. You do have Igarashi's yeah. involvement, very obviously. They have a lot of the original team from Symphony of the Night, the artist, the composer. They brought in WayForward Technologies, who's the team behind Shantae, to also help with the programming and getting the game together. Um, I'm super excited because it seems like they're doing everything in their power to really make this an exceptional version there's some stuff i'm not so excited about i'm not thrilled about seeing a crafting system in a metroidvania game i would rather just pick up weapon drops and go from there but that's something that floats other people's boats and as long as it's not too complicated it'll be fine do you guys uh kushal do either of you have an opinion on that being included (laughs) crafting has never been my favorite uh but i'll wait to see what all entails yeah, I don't know if I mind crafting necessarily, but if you're in the middle of a battle and you pause it to go craft something, then that takes away some of the flow. But I guess we'll have to see how that works. Yeah, so we, we don't know those details. Yeah. It's just not my cup of tea generally, but it doesn't mean it, it won't work. Uh, but it, it looks beautiful, and I, I, I'm I trying to stay away from a lot of it, actually. I finally gave in today and watched the trailer, because I got the backer email like a week and a half ago, and I was like, no, I'm not going to watch anything. And then uh watched it today and got super excited for it and then again got sad that i got the digital or did not get the digital version uh because i i also don't know in terms of delivery if i'll actually get it on launch day i imagine it'll be a couple days later so again a bit of a bummer and i wonder what the price will be also i I mean the i was just about to ask the backer level for the for the physical copy was 50 i want to say the digital copy was 28 so I don't know if that's what they're they're going to set out like 30 for a digital version or if it's just going to be like 40 split it down the middle. The game has had a lot of development time, but it also raised 10 times what they were asking. Uh, so I don't know where all that gets distributed. Well, I'm not going to lie. After listening to that and hearing, you know, they wanted 500 grand and got 5 million. I would imagine they really took their time to make this a you know, the perfect game. Well, what, uh, most of that was from Kush, so. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been and interactive it does look with it the whole. Looks very good. And they, they've they've been on top of the whole process. There was a beta released for the game some months ago uh, on Steam, and people played, and there was a lot of feedback. And they actually pushed back a launch window based on that feedback because they they felt they needed to go in and really fine tune that stuff before releasing it fully one benefit of this being a kickstarter project where igarashi is able to develop a team and do it his way and not worry about konami or whatever other overlords are determining what he has to do is if he feels like the product needs three months to be the best possible product he has the funding and he can do with it as he pleases and he has been doing that and i really think we're going to see a amazing product at the end of this at least that's my hope. I, I hope we will not be talking about fives of tens for Ritual of the Night and defending why it's really not that bad a game. Okay. So, yeah, going back to that, do you think just the fact that there was such a long delay would, for Crackdown would make a lower rating? 
I think it sets the expectations higher. Yes. I think the idea yeah. behind a delay is you're delaying it to make it better. So if what you expected at the regular release is what we got, but you waited three extra months allegedly for something better, mm-hmm. well, now you started at average. You're only going to go down. So I do think that that contributes. So if this game came out with the launch of the of the one, it probably would have fared much better. Uh, the crackdown? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we also wouldn't have a whole generation already of games that look amazing right. and, and play amazing and, and things like that. Um, so th- th- that's definitely a part of it. And for people who are not well versed necessarily in the history of the game or what they should be expecting, that's a big point there that they're very aware about and may give more weight to than someone else might. I was just going back through my emails and discovered, yeah, I've got two different Kickstarter accounts because uh, I'm a dummy. Um, So I've kickstarted games on two different accounts. So (laughs) the one that I was logged in on was the wrong one. So I was like, where's my thing? Uh, Yeah, I got the digital edition. And it awesome news. Um, It's estimated to be delivered March of 2017. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I should probably go, uh, go back in time and start playing this. Wow. Yeah, and that's, it just shows you how things change, right? Because in 2015, I still was actively buying collector's editions and going to midnight launches and things like that. So, of course, when this came out, um, and I, I want to say March 2015 was, or whenever it was in 2015, May, was the conclusion of the Kickstarter. It ran for, you know, a month or two beforehand. So at that point, I was like, of course I'm getting the digital version of course I'm getting the collector's edition. How else would you buy a game? Now I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> Although I think that Halo Master Chief Collection was in my console for like seven months. So it'll just be Bloodstained's place uh, once it arrives. Especially now that Master Chief Collection's in Game Pass. You don't got to get up for that. Yeah, exactly. What are you all buying me? <laughs> what? <laughs> Was did L program the bot today? <laughs> nope, that was me. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like Chivo bot decided to chime in for, what are we all getting him? Personally, I'm not getting him anything. He was very snarky last week. I don't think he deserves anything this week. So, let's just take it to you, Michelle. What are you What are you getting on sale this week? Okay, so I'd like to say. That I'm getting nothing again, most likely, but I did have some games that were uh, interesting when I looked through, so I kind of made a note of them. Um, Air Memories of Old, uh, which is <laughs> 11.24 instead of 14.99 is a quick completion. It's about fl- also... flying a plane. Damn it, let me tell oh, a joke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Great minds. <laughs> or, or it's the the Achievement oh, Hounds man. 101 version, the uh, Memories of Olds, where we can witness Kush learning how to write Sanskrit and forgetting Roman numerals. So there's, just there's all sorts of great Just makes sense. Foof <laughs> only writes in wingdings. Um, so I don't think I would buy that. I, I think 1124 is still not deep enough a cut, but that of the games on sale, that is the quickest, easy completion, I believe. Uh, I was interested in another bundle that called itself the Couch Co-op Bundle, because, mm. you know, Al and I frequently mm. play Couch Co-op. This includes Kill All Zombies, Bleed, and Vertical Drop Heroes HD. And this is a significant cut. It's normally thirty five forty nine, but it, all three games are on sale for ten sixty five. 
None of the games are easy, though, or quick. So these would be games that would all be commitments. Bleed does not have a completion estimate at all, which isn't usually a great sign. Uh, Regrettably, these are the kind of things that before the glut of games that comes out all the time on Xbox One, we may have considered because, you know, how many good couch co-op... I don't know if these are good or bad, but how many couch co-op options do you have? But with there being so many things, and, and even though I don't think we own any of these three games, mm, it's just, right. we have Bleed 2 for some reason, but not the first one. Oh, okay. That, that, so, that I wasn't sure about. Yeah. So even though we don't have them, and that is a really good price cut on them, they're not things that we would ever get to. Um, and there's another game I saw when I just, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, because before I do this my research usually is just going to ta going to the sales hub and sorting it by completion time and there was a game toward the end called flat warriors that's free marked down from ten dollars but it doesn't seem to be an achievement bearing game but it still has like a space on ta yeah you need to adjust your um your your search on the sales page to not include or to basically not include anything that doesn't have achievements because that is one of Uh. that is one of those um you know, it's, it's whatever the indie uh, program used to be, right? The, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it's one of those games. And I don't know why they sneak on here, but they do. I guess I guess the ones that you pay for, well, it's said free. Every now and then you'll see well, those on here, but yeah. That, yeah, because it's free now. It's supposed to be a $10 game. Yeah, so I, I, th- so I think it's I guess that's that why it's there. Line. Yeah, I got oh, bit by okay. one or two of those before, and, and <laughs> I downloaded it, and I was like, oh, this, what is this? It's got no achievements. Okay, delete it. Yeah, because at first um, it only shows up with the little Windows icon, so I'm like, okay, Win 10 game. But then when you click into it, it's got an Xbox One icon and a Windows icon, so I'm like, play anywhere, but it's got no achievements. But that that is free if anyone – it seems like it's some kind of level-building type game. So if anyone's interested in that, it has no achievements, but it is free for, I want to say, till the end of March. So that's something you might be interested in. But to take it back, I don't think I'm picking up anything this – week but these were things that seemed notable to me uh l what are you thinking i'm probably going to buy (laughs) (laughs) i just sent you a link there's there's this game on the 360 side called rotastic has anyone heard of this game yeah i've seen it on sale before i've looked at it it definitely looks old school it's 99 cents and it's a puzzle game but of course, okay. it's one of our favorite uh, 200 point XBLA titles. And in, presumably hard since there's 835 track gamers and only 20 people have completed it. But for a dollar, maybe Michelle would want to pick it up as it's a puzzle game. If it was backwards compatible, you wouldn't need to tell me anymore. Yeah. But the fact that it's not backwards compatible, I, I frankly just don't turn on my 360 that much anymore. And, and this this game wouldn't be the thing to make me do that. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, speaking of consoles that we do use now, there's two games that caught my eye because of their play anywhere-ness. Uh, one was Thumble, Thumbleweed, Thumbleweed Park. <laughs> I did to do Tumble, that confused with Tumblestone. Ah, Thimbleweed Park, <laughs> which I believe is kind of like Maniac Mansion, right? Yes. And that's 50% yeah. off. That's 10 bucks. Which normally, I've been waiting for that to go under $10 for so long, but I just realized today that it's Play Anywhere, so that seems like a good good point and clicky game mm-hmm. for the surface. Then there's another game that caught my eye called Doom and Destiny, which looks like it's an older RPG that was made using RPG Maker. 
And I'm pretty sure that was also on the XBLA, uh, not XBLA, but the uh, the indie games marketplace on the 360. Um, it's called Doom and Destiny with the uh, ampersand, so you could call it D&D, because I believe the story revolves around Dungeons and Dragons. And it's supposed to be pretty good from the reviews I've seen. So if you like old school role-playing turn-based games... But the sale is not that significant. It's nine fifty nine down from eleven ninety nine. That's the only thing. And definitely the fact that they play anywhere makes them more attractive. I consider that a lot more now than I thought I ever would, because it's nice to be able to take my surface somewhere and, you know, just pop that on and get an achievement wherever it may be. So those are definitely worth keeping in mind for that reason. How far does play anywhere uh move the chain? on your your price like your price point where you'll definitely buy well i guess i'll answer since i'm the one that would purchase it <laughs> um <laughs> I, I would say for me if it's say a game starts at like 15 dollars, and my typical thing would be like half like i want it 750 i would consider that 10 for the play anywhere-ness of it because there are there are other benefits to play anywhere if uh you if you let people that you're comfortable with have like your login information they can access it too very easily without bumping you off of other things that you're playing so that's a great benefit so if i buy a game and l wants to play it but my brother wants to play it great he can just pull down my information from the store and play it on a portable device as well so there are benefits in that way to the fact that it is play anywhere where it, it can potentially reach more people that would make it worth it to me to pay a little more that still wouldn't convince me to pay full price keep in mind but it would move the chain from needing like a 50 percent off sale to like a 25 to 30 percent off sale i'd say right and of course also we take our surfaces on vacations and stuff like that to extend our streaks so it's very <laughs> important <laughs> i don't have a surface i'm poor so <laughs> Play anywhere it doesn't matter too much for me. Yeah, I just have a laptop, so it's nice to have something to that play works. Late, at, late at night at the beach or something. You know, get that scratch that itch. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a surface. Any laptop would be. Or able your to work play. computer, if need be, or anything. True. Yeah, any Windows Ten based mm -hmm. device would be able to, as long as it meets the system specifications, would be able to run Play Anywhere titles. Mm -hmm. So it's also, again, it doesn't interfere with what you're doing on your Xbox. So if you're running something like a Clicker Heroes, you could play a Play Anywhere title on your PC and and be working at yeah. both of those. And if you pop an achievement, it'll show up on your TV if you're doing that. Yep. That's always, always fun. <laughs> right, well, I guess I'll quickly run down all the other sales. Um as I typically do, uh, I, will, no, I, will actually, <laughs> I will actually keep it short. Um, Crayol Scoot, I'm looking at it's twelve dollars uh, down from forty, uh, and I'll nice be picking discount. that up. Yeah, I'll mostly be picking that up. I would actually like it for it to go a little bit lower, but because it is a kid friendly game, I would believe uh, I, you know, I'll probably jump on it, stock it, and then play it before the kid's old enough to play it, because that's just do, what I do. do you think she's going to be kind of like a graphic snob she's into forza right yeah. <laughs> this isn't forza that's great. well she's into forza but she's also into donut county so oh, okay. you know, she doesn't need cutting edge graphics as long mm. as there's donuts listen that's um, rucker's <laughs> game of the yeah. year yeah i don't want to talk about it too much i don't want to steal well, everybody's thunder so i want to well, play hooky so. donut county 
Um, I, I also, I'm looking at air, although I think I've already got it. Um, but 1124. <laughs> I, I must already have it. But 1124 down from 1499. It's not a great sale, but it is one to two hour completion. And it, you know, it reminds me of Zelda, that type of exploration type game. So like it. Uh, there's a Final Fight Double Impact 249 down from 999. So that's a great discount. But it is only a 200 gamer score game with a six to eight hour completion estimate. Uh, it is backwards compatible though. So that's a big one. Now yeah. that's a uh, pro to getting a game for me, buy something on sale. Not the play anywhere, but the backwards compatible. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes it a little bit easier to pull the trigger on. Yeah, I thought I should put it in there as justification. I'll be getting it, I think, because I, I feel like I started this game when it was on um, Game Pass. Uh, and then it went off Game Pass. So it's, I've, got, I've already got it Final on Fight? my Xbox. Um, no, uh, F- yeah, Final Fight Double Impact. I already have it on my Xbox. Yeah. I think I tried to start it, and it wouldn't start. And now I'm like, hmm. So 249, I'll probably pick that up. Just so I don't have to delete it. It's a very interesting title also. It's called Double Impact because there's a second game in there, but it's not a Final Fight game. It's called huh. Magic Sword, and it's a completely different type of game. Oh, okay. Well, I, you know, so that's one I, I'll probably pick it up for But you'll sure. like it because you're an old. Awesome. Yeah, I'm an old. Definitely an old. <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot. So it'll remind right, you so how I like it. Got it. And it's an easy completion, too. And there's also a, a Metroidvania, uh, Nightmare Boy. Yes, believe it or not. Six forty nine down from twelve ninety nine. Uh, Michelle, a, get on it. This is a tough completion, <laughs> I believe. Uh, there's oh, three achievements. Mind. Yeah, three top end achievements that require uh, a no death playthrough, um, a no save playthrough. So you might as well make that Brilliant. no death. Uh, I, I do not know if you can save scum. I haven't looked too much into it. I just got it because it was a Metroidvania, and I think. Uh, it, it came up on a contest somewhere, so I dove it, uh, and uh, it was on sale, which is why I bought it, <laughs> which then led to it being on a contest, so I dove it, uh, and yeah. Uh, but <laughs> So if you're looking to get more Metroidvania score, pick it up. It's probably a hard, tough completion, though. So And I, I didn't see a time estimate. So, uh, But those are the sales that I'm looking into or, or thought were interesting. I think I kept it short-ish. <laughs> Actually, there's there is uh, there are two looks like uh, completion estimates for Nightmare Boy, and they're both at the twelve to fifteen range. Okay, well, research is hard. <laughs> I think they don't show you until there's a certain amount, right? Right. They, so there's the little box on the upper right mm-hmm. that will show some kind of quick information until it has a certain number of votes. It won't be there, but there will still be the chart of mm-hmm. people's average recommendations. So right now it only has two people and the whole chart's just 12 to 15. So it it won't pop up if you just look quickly. But if you search a little bit more down the game page, you'll find that. But only three people have completed it, which means only three people are eligible to even give an estimation. Yikes. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's go on to our community questions. This week, our question is from Jay Bloch. <laughs> he asks, what was the worst game to play? but the most fun to boost. Let's start with UL. All right. My answer is going to get some blasphemy, especially from little Michelle over there. Uh-oh. I'm going to say Gears of War. Because, yeah, um, Gears of War, I really love the campaign, but for some reason I don't really love the multiplayer. But I had a blast boosting Seriously 1 with the original 6 back in the day. <laughs> And Gears of War 2, 
what the great King of the Hill boosting where you do the little uh, <laughs> jumping into the ring in and out. What is it? The Hokey Pokey? What am I thinking of? Yeah, Hokey Pokey. Yeah, there was a whole culture about that that I thought was fascinating because that was really before I started boosting with a group. And it was one of those, I think, a 20 times experience weekend. And you would ha have to jump into the game. And in order to tell other people that you weren't harmful, you'd go to your smoke grenade and you'd just spin it. And that would let people know without having to communicate with them, I'm here to boost. Huh. And then once everyone was agreed mm -hmm. upon, you'd all meet at the circle and you'd do the hokey pokey. You'd step in, you'd step out, and you'd get your 20 times experience. It was really a fascinating like, human study awesome. <laughs> yep. how that stuff happened. Now you stole my thunder, Michelle. Jeez. You deserve Unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, you the Gears of War series is my answer. I couldn't really think of anything else, but I definitely had fun, more fun boosting that than actually playing legit. Probably because I suck at it. But, uh, so you're saying though that that's strictly multiplayer when you when you're talking about worst uh, game to play. That's what I assume he's asking. Okay. I love the campaigns and gears, but just the multiplayer is not my favorite. So that's my answer. And I yeah, I completed Gears two the day before Gears three came out. But uh, yeah, that Gears three completion is not going to happen. No. Too crazy, especially if that attitude. Oh, if I don't play, it's definitely not going to happen. Uh, Kush, what do you think, bud? Yeah, the way I interpreted the question was, you know, what's the greatest difference um, between you know, playing it just as is and then also playing it with a group with the intention of just getting all the achievements? And so I went back and I thought, okay, well, I haven't been boosting that long. It's, it's basically since I joined the various communities uh, in the past two years or so. Uh, and I have done a lot since then, but, um, you know, Titanfall, Evolve, Battleborn, uh, Conan Exiles had one thing that you had to jump in with other people, uh, Roblox, Zombie Army Trilogy, and Sword Coast Legends. Uh, off the top of my head, I know there's more. Um, Singularity, most recently. Um, and I'd have to say that of those games, Sword Coast Legends, um, probably just because of the, the load times and just kind of bugginess, um, it, it's a really rough game to play solo, but when you have someone else to talk to and also to uh, help you with the, you know, the dungeon master type achievements in co-op, uh, that game just has the greatest differential between man, this would suck to be doing it solo versus in a group. Um, so, so for me, it's got to be Sword Coast Legends right now. Uh, what about you, Fu? Well, I don't really have an answer for this, unfortunately. And it's mostly because if I don't like playing a game, I'm not going to boost it. So, and also, I guess it's a running theme. I haven't boosted too many games. Um, but to just to try to throw an answer out there, the one game that I, I don't, I'm not going to say that I hate it, but I do this like playing it was Uno. Uno. Either in real life or even on the uh, console, I don't enjoy the game that much. Like I said, I don't hate the game, but it's just, it's not my thing. But the boost, I actually really enjoyed. Like I meant, like we mentioned a few weeks ago, you know, it was me, Chin, uh, my wife, and Fug. But yeah, I really enjoyed boosting. It was, it was fun. Uh, you know, good conversation, whatnot. The original boost? Yes. Yeah, we never did day two. But yeah, good conversations. Had a lot of lot of fun playing that. But yeah, that was the game I. What about you, Michelle? So pulling back the curtain some more in case you decide to keep all that information in there. 
I wasn't initially going to join the panel tonight, but I saw this question and I really wanted to answer it. So I really didn't come on the podcast just to rant about Crackdown 3 and how terrible reviewers are as human beings. <laughs> I really wanted to answer this question. And uh, it's Brink. I don't know Ooh. if you guys know Brink. Oh, yeah. I know L does because he played it with me. I think that's that game that Mr. McSpicy of the X1 Bros hates. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it all the time. I'm pretty sure that's the game. But did he play it with other people? I couldn't tell you. I just remember him hating on the game every time it's mentioned. So this, I, I'm trying to remember if I got, I'm getting the story correct. There was, for those of you who played G-Task or who participate in G-Task, G-Task there are, yes there are have been for a number of years now different challenges you can do to get bonuses and one of the challenges one week i believe was for every member of your team to complete the same thousand gamer score and from scratch this from scratch right so you had to go from zero to a thousand in the same week and L's team, I think. Oh, and it had to be. Drink. I believe it had to be a one point five ratio or up to quantity, uh, something right. like that. Oof. Yeah. So there were lots of different qualifiers. Yeah. I think I wound up doing like, I forget what I, oh, I, I don't remember. But I, I did not use this game for that. But I joined the boost, or ran the boost. I think. But either way, I remember what you did. What did I do? It was some saw game, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, saw. Um, we had a great time doing this. I, I remember just having a blast. We were laughing at everything. We were talking about how, like, if you actually play Brink with other people, it's probably a really fun game because the game didn't review well. And the issue is it's a team-based game with team-based objectives. But if you're playing with AI, AI is generally really stupid and it can be very frustrating. But we had a ball and it was me and Elle um, and RPG Davey, who hangs out in Discord sometimes. Stan was there. Um, and other friends of ours that um, aren't in Discord at the time. I, I know Terry was part of it and OSU Blue Jacket, who used to write for the Newshounds, was part of it. So we had this really – and uh, Ozark Savage, who's a friend of ours as well. And we just had a ball playing this well, game. Well, my whole team was on there. Oh, so um, – So it was uh, – One more – Stan. Simon. <laughs> Stan and uh, Simon. Stan, one more chink. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Cubs. Right. Yeah. 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 So it was, and it, so we had a large group, right? It was like ten people or whatever it was, but we had so much fun playing this game. Now I'm not recommending anyone go out and pick up Brink. It's going to be very hard to find a big enough group to do everything you had to do. But I think also the rush of playing through the whole game in a week to hit this challenge marker contributed. Um, but the game is not fun on its own. There's there's no real redeeming quality to it but with with a good team of people who are communicating with each other it was awesome yeah i thought your story was gonna end with and then i went back to play it solo and boosting goggles are real <laughs> <laughs> there was no reason to go back to play it solo <laughs> thankfully since we it wasn't one of those games where like oh now you're gonna go clean up the last couple of achievements like everything was done in the course of the boost um, so that was a great time. I think another game that sort of came up a little more secondarily for me for kind of similar reasons was Ghostbusters. Mm. Um, there was, and again, I don't know how much you guys remember or know of this particular Ghostbusters game, 
but there was some news that had come out that the servers were going to shut down. And as with what happens with all good server closures, everyone suddenly ran to play it. And there's there's a glitch in the game that will prevent some people from completing it based on whether they started it before there was a patch. So Alan, myself, and several others had never played the game, so we had the ability to complete it, but we needed to beat this server closure. The online was fun. The regular gameplay is similar, but frustrating at times due to the objectives in the game. So that that's another game that came to mind where it, it was a fun game to boost, but that also, maybe because we were under the thought we were under this time crunch. As it turns out, the servers are still alive and kicking to this day. But we thought we only had <laughs> two weeks to finish this game, so it was a lot of like late night sessions and you know people getting frustrated but being satisfied by getting this completion. And then it didn't really matter. But that also kind of qualifies for this question. What do you remember? Either of those boosts, Sal, or am I just? I have my boosting goggles on. <laughs> I honestly don't remember much about Brink. I remember we had a good time. It was back in 2012. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, I remember it had a bunch of parkour and jumping around and doing crazy things. Did we do Ghostbusters with other people? Yeah, we did. Oh, um, I know Beavis joined us for a little bit, but I, I don't remember. What about Butthead? <laughs> that's me that would be L yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters <laughs> there, there were I, your oh, I team was doing it again I want to say Cubs was playing as well I, I think it was because it was kind of the same time okay thanks for the question Jay Black that was Black. a great trip down memory lane <laughs> <laughs> no I don't remember All right, uh, M, you, you've got to stick around you can't leave now um, damn it. Oh, she can't. I wanted to go play more crack. All right, so let's move on to our final topic of the night. The BCM and Frame Holes Completion Challenge. I don't know how to spell How the hell do you say that? Ornithology? Ornithology. Yeah, ornithology. Ornithology? All right. Ornithology 101. Hey, Frame, pick a normal word. Uh, complete a game with a bird in the title. It just means birds. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not normal. Just say, you know, bird 101. It's, it makes it easier. <laughs> but for this one, for this completion, I think I'm going to try doing something a little bit different this time. You know, Usually we all pick something that's already in the backlog, something that we're either half done with or something we've already completed this year. For this one, I, w- I want to pick something that I haven't started yet. And honestly, I haven't even bought yet because the reviews on it are so bad. And I know so many people are going to at me in Discord tell me it's a terrible idea. But I want to try Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. I love the series on the PlayStation. And honestly, I always wanted to get the HD remaster. But that's no longer available in the Microsoft Store, so unfortunately, I missed the boat on that. So I think really? I, might, I might try the new one or newest one. But yeah, hopefully it's. It, I was looking at the achievements. It doesn't look like it's too terrible of a completion. Uh, shoot, I, off the top of my head, I forget what the completion time was, but it didn't look like it was anything too difficult. A little, little bit of skill-based stuff for like the challenges and whatnot. But I'm gonna give it a go. How about you, Michelle? What game do you want to complete? So, you know, there's there are some clever answers that people have given for this particular 
category. Um, and before we started to record, my, my immediate answer is Owlboy, and I'll get back to why for in just a second. Um, but I was trying to do some research, like just typing in different birds or whatever. <laughs> That's how I found Keep mine. in mind, you cannot finish connect gems bowling because owl is in bowling <laughs> okay damn it be clever but not too clever i just wanted to give that little psa um so yeah i'm going with owl boy for now it also kind of satisfies our metroidvania goals for the year i have seen elroy and wakapale go back and forth a little bit about one of the achievements in there that is allegedly that kush you've completed this right mm-hmm. yep what what's this achievement that they're going on about so it's a section of the game that is completely different from any other section of the game um you're basically being launched from a cannon you have very limited controls over flight uh and you're you're basically just trying to navigate around this little obstacle course uh and like i said the controls are very different so it's it's not something you're you're used to and uh, as far as completing the game just uh, story-wise, you don't have to do this, but if you want the full completion, yeah, you definitely have to go through and do this extra uh, little bit. Um, and yeah, it's probably the hardest part of the game. Okay, so the game right now, it's a thousand gamer score. It sits at two thousand three hundred thirty-one TA. Uh, but what I thought was interesting is the game actually has more tracked gamers than I thought over just over a thousand people have tracked it. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but if really, if you look into a lot of these ID games, a lot of them don't crack 1000 and only 128 have completed it, which sounds daunting. But then I took a look at my friends who've played it and I have 12 friends who've played it and five of them have completed it. So it seems like it's the kind of game where if you're just dedicated to playing it, there is some skill involved and you could tell me if this is a incorrect assumption, but if you're committed to playing it and completing it, it's very completable. Just it seems like most people play through the story or whatever else it is and then just kind of abandon the project. Yeah, it's very completable. Um, when I when I completed it, um, you know, I got it right when it came out because I was very excited for this game. I was looking forward to it. I had played it on Steam. I had played it on Steam. And um, then when I heard it was coming out for uh, Xbox, I stopped playing it on Steam. Uh, with, with every Metroidvania that I'm super interested in, you know, I, I can't wait. I play it on Steam, and then sure enough, oh, we're going to release it on Xbox, and I never learn. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so when I first started playing it, um, it had just come out. Um, I think I had some of the first solutions, and yeah, some of them are wrong, but whatever. Um, you know, it's enthusiasm. <laughs> um, so when I got to the end of the game, there was actually a bug, um, and I, I had been seeing, you know, luckily some other people who had basically rushed through the game and gotten to that point and had found the bug for me. Uh, so I just held off. I kind of paused for like a week or two uh, until they patched that issue. And it was, it was something about getting all the coins. Um, I think getting all these special collectibles of which there are only three in the game. Um, so if you, if you got to a certain point and then you went into the end boss, you couldn't go get the third one or something like that. In either case, they have patched it. Um, and, and so that's when I went in. So I'm wondering, you know, maybe some people, held off at that point and just haven't had a chance to go back to it that might that might be a reason uh, i think it also went on a steep uh, sale at one point which might be why there's a thousand people okay uh, for an ide game um that might, might have helped uh people to dive it but definitely right. definitely completable uh, and it is fun it is um it's a strange movement 
uh, mechanic, so it's it's not going to be like any other game you've played, uh, especially any other Metroidvania you've played. But it's a fun game, um, and it's definitely definitely different. Awesome, and I figure failing that, uh, I might go the same way I went this past year with the completions challenge. I was pretty stuck on uh, Star Wars as a topic. I was like, oh, I don't have a Star Wars game. I don't really feel like playing Force Unleashed Lego Star Wars games or, you know, I'm done with them. And then I'm like, wait, Angry Birds has a Star Wars game. And then it dawned on me today while I was researching this, Angry Birds has bird in the title. So <laughs> feeling Owlboy, uh, I'll probably go uh, complete an Angry Birds game that I just have one of the play for 24 hour achievements left in. So that is it for me. Uh, Kush, I know we've already spoken Owlboy a bit, uh, but you've already completed that. Yes. So what are you looking at yeah, for the coming year? That is not on. That is not available for me. I've already taken that one off the list. Um, so I went through and I, I was just, yeah, I was doing what you were doing. I was searching, you know, I, <laughs> I pulled up a page, like most common bird names. <laughs> then, I, then I pulled up a TA and I started typing in all these birds. I'm like, That's exactly what I'm I was like, doing. They're not going to have Oriole. Sparrow. They're not going to have Jay. They're not going to have Rackin. You know, so, so I Kush. put in a couple different things. And what? go ahead. Oh, I was going to say you're robbing us of good bird titles. Yeah, uh, sorry. Oh <laughs> um, so on. what I found, um, what I'm probably going to do uh, is what remains of Edith Finch. I've, I've been looking forward to this game. I've heard great things about it. Uh, probably the best um, uh, stroll-playing game. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. Two to three hours. Uh, it's been on sale several times. Um, that's going to be what I'm going for. But uh, another one that I saw... Uh, you're not going to steal what I'm going to say, are you? I'm not you stealing weren't, anything. Or banking off of what I was going to say? Okay. Never. Uh, another option... Uh, which I will not be doing, but I have bought, is Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, <laughs> uh, which is, I think, an 8 to 10 hour completion is what my notes say. So that's that's another thing if you're if you're struggling for uh, for a game. What about you, Al? I like earning rare achievements. Oh, um, should I play DuckTales? Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm, that is good. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, too hard. Um... <laughs> Actually, yeah, I never got a chance to play DuckTales Remastered, and I loved the NES game, so might look into that. I wanted to steal all your ranches, really. <laughs> I have one achievement left in Tony Hawk's American Wasteland for getting all the gaps, so that's one I could try. Alboy, of course, for Metroidvania stuff. Man, I'll just steal all your answers. He's going to have a flock of games that he's going to complete. So, so Michelle, you're saying I can't oh. do Meet the Robinsons? Because <laughs> oh, that would be a really good excuse to finish that one. Yeah, Free, can we get an official ruling on that one? Because <laughs> yeah. the, the Sons we, of Robins, we... you know, it's just the kids, right? So that that should be fine. Right, I think it was established early on, too, that you can't use Hawk in, because yeah. that's... You know, Why it's not? not? It's not intended to be the bird. It, it just happens to have a bird within it. I was actually just about to bring that off. I wonder if Hulk encountered because a bunch of you could use that. Uh, but I guess not. I'm worried about I'm worried about Angry Birds now. Well, why? It's not a specific bird. He's got a point. Hmm, that's true. I'm a little worried. You, you might probably clear that with both of them. You might anger Freem. Uh, now, if Meet the Robinsons doesn't count, <laughs> no. then I'm pretty sure Angry Birds don't count. <laughs> See, I think Freem will allow it. But I, I think Angry Birds won't give a damn. be allowed because it's still 
bird in in the title um because it doesn't say a type of bird right. or a breed of bird just a bird but uh robinson is is not a bird it's you not have to look at that whole word that the whole word <laughs> are there any batman and robin games <laughs> there I mean, aren't why huh? not foul play i of, uh, spelled the wrong way but I'm thinking you know. of genesis or something oh, foul that's play that's you should get points for that that's that's creativity right there that should count I like that. That should count. If it was with a W, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Well, maybe like write the U weird. If you smear your pen. Uh, Never mind. Okay. That's not going to (laughs) work. I tried. Hey, everyone. Fufu Cut of the Poof jumping in here real quick. So typically when I edit the, the panel, I edit out a bunch of the crap that goes on. But this week decided not to, as this was hilarious and really needed to stay so a little bit of context for the past two weeks my co-hosts do their absolute best to sabotage me during the outro as much as possible and they actively change the script as i'm speaking so enjoy this unedited outro my play halo but not nintendo come on koosh wait you're not koosh come on foof finish this shit up (laughs) wake up koosh (laughs) take us home take us home all right well i think that'll about do it for the show for us unless anyone has anything they'd like to add one plus one is two let's go that's a first i'll get halfway through let's go back to crackdown three i don't think we yeah the haters crackdown's awesome (laughs) (laughs) now you've got to repeat that in your best terry cruz voice no, there's no other person as awesome as Terry Crews. <laughs> I that, will not. Try. Actually, one of my disappointments of the game is that he seems to be pretty underfeatured. I was really expecting more of him mm. just shouting, but I'm not playing as his character. But still, I was expecting more. Oh, he says some really funny old stuff. Spice skin for your guns, I'd be disappointed. <laughs> he he says some funny stuff. And for a good Easter egg, if you've never uh, sat still for any like of, uh, length of time, do that as well. That's always fun little easter egg for being idle all right so we did have more to say about crackdown 3 so you might want to wrap this up before we go like yeah i want to play come on a lot longer okay (laughs) and coming up after this is a very sequential segment and then at the back after back at the back of the show we have wakapeo of his quickie of the week or weird wonder or whatever he decided to do this week (laughs) or what he called last week the whatever this is this week (laughs) Hopefully he's off the toilet and he can actually record something for us. <laughs> or just, you know, give us a crappy review. Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. But be sure to follow the show at all the usual places. You know, Mixer at Mixer.com slash AH101 and Twitter at AH101. Stop it. I see you guys <laughs> scrolling through that. Stop it. No one's doing anything. Hurry up. <laughs> I'm no, just I'm, scrolling down just so put I can it in I'm starting put it in to notepad. replay last week in my head. <laughs> and I'm trying not to laugh. Oh Jesus. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Take a deep breath and start it. You can listen. You can also listen to a show now in multiple places. We're on iTunes, Lipson.com, Spotify. <laughs> 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 Look at him. 
What was that next one again? <laughs> oh, look, he, he took away his picture. Oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Some immature person typed in Pornhub into the notes. I don't know how that got there. But he, he got really shy and decided not to read it. <laughs> oh goodness! We probably get lots of views there. <laughs> it's just too much fun. Uh, that, that, that was I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny's gonna start making a separate sheet with just his. I'm definitely going back to my. He's gonna put it in Notepad, something not connected to the <laughs> internet. <laughs> I missed that because well, Koosh was going no, through what he, he was. He just typed it in like two seconds before you said it. Like you, you wouldn't have caught that. Like he... okay, I was going to say because while Koosh was going through his BCM, I was deleting things. <laughs> oh, man. No, I noticed because I put some I put some bombs in there for you, oh, <laughs> and, and you avoided all of them. <laughs> well, he took away the whole paragraph after the words in lisp. You probably made it a little well, no, too I, I got rid of in lisp before he, he went in there and edited. <laughs> no, I took that. I took that whole paragraph yeah. out. Like, come say hi, sailor. <laughs> oh, what'd you say, Kush? <laughs> who put in Pornhub? Come say hi, sailor. <laughs> who, who put in Pornhub? Oh, Michelle, totally. That was yeah, a Michelle. That was a good one. That I. I I would take credit except for it was actually funny, so I'll let L have it. Oh man, that got I <laughs> didn't see his reaction, <laughs> and I was about this close to saying it. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. You can also. <laughs> oh man, proceed. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm tired and that literally You can't read words. You can also yeah. listen to a show now at multiple locations. We're on iTunes, Lipson.com, Spotify, YouTube. If you like what you're hearing <laughs> Do you need a substitute teacher? Holy no, no, I got to delete that for you. Should we delete that for you? <laughs> no, I'm good. Fuck okay. it out. If you like what you are hearing, then please be sure to like and review us on your platform of choice. But if you're going to review us, don't be a major game publishing company, you know, or review company. Actually give us a good review because we deserve it. <laughs> uh, for those that listen on YouTube, be sure to hit that notification bell. <clears throat> along with the... <laughs> I was expecting that. Along with the Stop normal that. show each week, we want to try to start adding our B-Sides content with video. So if you subscribe and have notifications turned on, you'll be able to get all that content. Stop that. And if there is a subscribe button, <laughs> make sure to smash it, and you'll never miss a show. Uh, we have lots of extra content and bonus episodes that you might miss out on otherwise, so YouTube, Spotify, wherever you're subscribed to us, make sure you have notifications on, and you're, and you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on all of our content. It's terrible, it's random. And lastly, join in on the conversations. Join the Discord. We're all there. Active community. You know, come say hi to us. The Discord link is discord.io slash ah101. Hi, right, guys. 
Class dismissed. Talk to you next week. Peace. Five, four, three, two, one. Segment with Matriarch, X the Hero, and El Royo MJ. Love that guy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's very sequential segment. After a mere two weeks back with Elroy and X, X has already grown tired of me and my duck picks and decided he needed a small break to go hang out with Jeffy. That said, you do still get to listen to me and Elroy this week, so it's not too bad a deal. Uh, also, we've decided on doing something a little different this week. Instead of presenting you with our normal, somewhat silly lists, we're actually going to tackle a legitimate issue that a small but irritating number of achievements have in common. That issue, you ask? Well, something about the achievement is just wrong. Whether it's the achievement description or what you have to do to unlock that particular prize, something about the achievement itself is just a little bit off, and we're here to give you our top three plus an honorable mention. But before we get started, it wouldn't be a VSS without some pleasantries. So, please welcome the man whose heart grew three sizes this week when he allowed, or at least considered allowing, the SAF to play Apex Legends, Elroy OMJ. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, the uh, they came to me and uh, presented it, and I guess they knew it was like a real game, and so... Um, they were a little nervous and I, I had to, I had to look it over, you know, cause it wasn't the normal drivel that they're used to <laughs> playing in there. So it, it, it was all right. I guess they, they haven't done taken me up on it yet. Oh, so I think happy feet must be more entertaining than they're letting on. And, and, uh, they're also doing for honor right now. Oh. I, I'm not, I'm not that great at for honor. I've never played the game, but apparently I'm pretty high ranked now because someone who does <laughs> <laughs> just like destroyed all these people i guess it it, it adjusts according to your ranking mm-hmm. my ranking was you know nothing because i've never played the game and so enters donald uh and donald yes i have a student named donald wow. and yeah uh, i'm surprised and, <laughs> i know yeah it, he's the most boring named one i got and uh donald is very good at it and he is been executing everybody that's trying to learn how to play the game and and wow. I, the points just rolling in so hey i'm good with that you need to while you have all these young people with good reflexes have them actually play these games that require said good reflexes it may take a little longer for them to get achievements but that tra show is going to be worth it i think yeah yeah and the spiral splatter uh, i think they talked about that last week uh-huh. i've never played it but uh it's it's getting close they're uh, Gustavo's doing a pretty good job with that one, so go Gustavo. That's you, you get the funny. Right yeah. before we started recording, that's actually what I was playing to kill oh, some time because awesome. it is. It has been topic in the Discord. Uh, people of talking about their experiences with Spiral Splatter, and I haven't finished it yet. And of course, my typical bar for doing things is, did El finish it yet? And he did. So Ooh. I got to get on the horse and get this one done. <laughs> it's not. It's not a puzzle, is it? Is no, it it's it, it's not. It's sort of Twitch action uh but one thing that spiral splatter does have going for it is everything in the achievement list is clear right it's all beat these different worlds and then get one star in each level two stars in each level and three stars in each level and it works it's exactly the achievement says what it's supposed to be and you do it and everything pops the way it's supposed to but this week I was to say, if only we had something to con- contrast that. So, hmm. Yeah, and we we've done a little research, put our heads together, and thankfully, very little, very little, very little. Um, but thankfully, across the whole of Xbox achievements, there's a surprisingly low number of achievements where there's there's really something completely off 
about the achievement or the achievement description. But we're going to highlight four of those for you today. And uh, maybe you'll learn something that'll help you get some achievement you were missing. Or not. Hmm. All right. Let's do this. So, honorable mention. Honorable mention. For the honorable mention, I'm going to be discussing Tetris Escape. Now, I imagine you've played Tetris Escape. Uh, let me guess. It's worth 200 points and, is, and takes about 200 hours. I mean, that's right down my alley. Or no, no, no. It's it's a thousand points. Oh, if you okay. follow a guide, you can finish it in two or three hours. Oh, it's on the Xbox one. Really? Yeah. I, I honestly have not played this one. I, I've oh. never even ran across this one. That's unusual. Yeah. So it's a puzzle game, which is why I Shocker. enjoyed playing it. Uh, but it is one of those games that if you choose to use a guide, it's very easy to get through. And if you don't, it actually has a fair bit of challenge. Now, the achievements generally throughout don't actually task you with performing the stuff in the game at the highest level. So you don't need to three star everything because each game, each level, of course, has a three star uh, qualifier. It doesn't task you with collecting all the trophies, which are things you get if you collect all three stars. It's a pretty fair list. But there's one achievement in particular called The Floor is Lava, which is worth 40 gamer score and Ooh. 43 TA. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I, I used to play that when I was a kid. Yeah, sure. We all did, right? With our parents' yeah. coasters or their plates. Step I never on got them. that achievement, though. <laughs> never got that achievement, though. But you can. You can now. And I, I, So when I played through Tetris Escape, I played through it largely guide-free. But at the end, there are a few stage-specific achievements or death-specific achievements you need to get. So I looked at the solutions for how to do this. Now, this achievement is for burning all the Tetras in the same level. And in case you haven't played the game before, Tetras are like little Tetris pieces. And each piece starts off as a little square, and then you can press a button and it'll change into a specific Tetris piece. And you have to figure out how to place them so that you can collect all the stars in the level and then complete the level. So I didn't feel like thinking too hard. So I went right to TA and looked up the solution. And the top solution, which is written by Sasha Morning, who's spoken here before. Might I add that I'm very proud of you for doing that. You don't have to be a hero here. No, I I learned from the best. And Elroy, (laughs) one of these days I'm going to employ the the kids at my library to get my achievements when we get an Xbox in there. And game changer. PlayStation 4. So we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We've put in a request for an Xbox One, so we'll see when that comes. Um, But the top solution is nothing to do with lava. Huh. Huh. Now, if I'm playing the game on my own, my initial thinking is, well, how would you know to get this achievement? It works just fine. At the beginning of level 5-3, you just walk your Tetris right off the edge of the earth. And you get this achievement for the floor being lava when you're really engaging with no floor at all. So you just fall off the cliff and and that's it? You just fall off the cliff and that's it. Now, a little further research hmm. showed by clicking into the comments for that particular solution that you can get this achievement by actually going to levels that have lava and walking your Tetris into them. But it's a lot easier to just press right or left, whichever way it is at the beginning of the level, and walk them off the cliff. But this led me to discovering that there's a second achievement in Tetris Escape that also was a little weird, and it's an achievement called Early Death for doing what you do in level 5-3 to get the floor is lava. However, it seems that if you try to get Early Death, which is just for killing your Tetris at the beginning of the level, it doesn't pop if you do them on any of the worlds past World 4. So Tetris Escape, you just got to clean up the achievements level uh, a little. 
is it is it possible that the board that you're operating on is uh, like hovering over a volcano possibly? I mean, it's always possible. It's possible I'm currently hovering over a va- volcano, but you can't <laughs> actually see it. So I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> um, so if you happen to be playing Tetris Escape, keep in mind if you're going for this achievement that the quickest way to do it actually has nothing to do with lava at all. It will work if you find some lava. But hmm. it's not going to work. Go to level 5-3, walk off the edge, touch no lava, get the achievement. Hmm. That reminds me of a trip to Hawaii. Where you hovered over over a volcano? No, but there was oh. lava everywhere. And <laughs> uh, and this was back in the, in the oh man, I don't know, in the 90s sometime. And mm-hmm. I don't know. And it, it was a lot. Uh, like they rope off the whole area now whenever the, the, the volcano's flown. But back then... They didn't do that, and so you could walk right up to it, and you could uh, stick like a, a branch into it, and it would catch on fire instantly. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty freaking cool. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> and uh, and you know, in retrospect, uh, it wasn't really safe uh, because uh, that was lava, and you you shouldn't be poking lava with a stick, nor should you be getting like right on the cliff where it's pouring into the ocean, and uh, given that the instability of the area, that at any moment you could have plummeted into the sea where there's lava and it's probably the, would scald you to death at any moment. But yeah, anyway. So let me get this straight. When you were a <laughs> child growing up, oh, yeah. you played a game where you decided certain parts of your parents' flooring were arbitrarily not lava and chose to avoid them. But then in your yeah. adulthood, when presented with real lava, you almost jumped right in. Well, I, I I never said that I played uh, uh, the floor is lava. In oh, okay. Yeah, that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, why don't we move along with your next choice for this week's list? Okay. Uh, number three. All right, for number three, I have Gears of War 3. It is a game uh, also commonly known as Bros of War. So originally, I was going to sit here and tell you all about this achievement called Welcome to the Big Leagues, where the description is, your skill and experience means you're ready for standard versus multiplayer. This jewel of an achievement is worth zero gamer score, also known as zero TA. (laughs) It is worth zero. (laughs) It is not going to get you anything. It's like eating iceberg lettuce because you get nothing from that. It's basically water. All right, so I just had to take a jab at iceberg lettuce. It's okay. It's it deserves it. it deserves yeah, it. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So do better, iceberg. Now, this Chivo holds a special spot in my heart because it is the one that got me eliminated from the UG. It, uh, my, <laughs> Wait, you my mean the, opponent. The UG? Or the UG. <laughs> you know what it is? Uh, I, okay. I, you know, I thought I thought it was the UG. Uh, my bad there. Well, that's just how uh, you felt when you got eliminated. <laughs> Indeed. I, I I think I think I thought it was like ultimate gaming head to head or something. I don't know what I thought it was. You just added more content. So the ultimate head to head. That was that was the achievement that did you in. It yes, that was exactly what I was trying to say. You All right. read through it. The guide says. Simply boot up the game and go into casual multiplayer, play a couple of matches, and there you go. Achievement unlocked. That is not what happens. And I would sit here and rail upon it and rail upon it about how the 
you could all these ways that you can try to get this and how it won't actually unlock and how it's a stupid achievement and it's not worth anything anyway. So I I I've decided I'd rather go in a positive direction. Okay. So here you go. So that was not number three. So number three <laughs> is going is going to be from Soda Drinker Pro. I wanted to go to a real game where the Chivos worked and where you know more work was put into it than Bros of War 3. So I chose Soda Drinker Pro. And there's several achievements in that game that aren't quite what you expected. Well, given that the whole game is not <laughs> what you expected, especially that Vivian Clark thing. Have you mm-hmm. have you played have you played Soda Drinker Pro? I, I never played Soda Drinker Pro, but I played Vivian Clark at PAX one year and they explained how the, the whole oh, joke of Soda it? Drinker, they, they explain <laughs> that the joke of Soda Drinker Pro is their quote unquote real game was hidden mm-hmm. within their not real game. So, oh. yeah, I got it. Yeah, that that actually makes more sense. And the yeah the Soda Drinker Pro part, you're just walking around drinking them soda. Yeah, so that's that's it. So hey, um, the achievements that I want to talk about were one called Say Cheese, and then in parentheses or soda. Or in my view, or diabetes, and the, <laughs> they all go together. Now the description is: take a picture in the photo booth, secret, and it's worth twenty gamer score or twenty eight TA. Now this one is not quite what you think it would be because you walk over and you're looking around, and there's all these boxes everywhere, and it's all very uh, state of the art graphics and by state of the art i mean they looks like they just drew it on a piece of paper and scanned it in or something and so the um photo booth uh, to me it looks like a metal detector it it is a big uh i don't know u-shaped object that's turned upside down i didn't see any cameras in it and i didn't see any flashes but i assume it took my picture and I knew that I was in the right place because scribbled on it in some freehand was the words photo booth. Okay. Yeah, so that is that was what it was. Now, that takes me to the second one, which is called One Point. And the description is, make it to the bus. Secret. And it is 30 gamer score or 46 TA. This stage, it opens up when you're like on a like a road and you see this thing off in the distance. And so it takes you, I don't know, like a couple minutes, and you're walking at as slow a pace as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And you get up to this thing that was off in the distance, and it is a little rectangle on half wheels. Like half the wheels are, like, I don't know if they coded it wrong, where they disappeared into the the <laughs> terrain, and so it's like it looks like the someone jacked their wheels and put them up on like some round cinder blocks, and you're like, well, is, is this the bus? And you know how you know it's the bus? How do you know it's the bus? You know it's the bus because the word "bus" is written on it, <laughs> and, and so. So you made it to the bus, and it says bus on it. It not at all looks shady like if it said free candy on it or something. I mean, it might as well have, and you're all out there by yourself. And and so you make it to the bus, and it doesn't quite – you make it to the bus, and then you just kind of stand around for a while, 
and I made about three laps around this little rectangle bus. In fact, you can walk through the bus if you if you so desire. And it's, I guess it's an invisible bus. And so by making it to the bus, it doesn't unlock. You have to find some special spot on the ground somewhere that is not identified. Mine happened to be about four, um, I don't know, probably in-game, probably about four to six feet from the front of the bus. Hmm. I, it finally unlocked when I walked in front of the bus and kind of backed up to the wall and then kind of walked towards the bus. So maybe that'll help you make it to the bus so you can catch the bus instead of being thrown under the bus. So hey, next one is skate, where you grind the rail in the skate park. Secret. It is worth 20 gamer score and 30 TA. You're not grinding. You're walking around drinking a soda. So it is not grinding. You're just basically walking, and it's not some kind of rail. It looks like a balance beam. So walking on a balance beam, it is grinding the rail, and you get the skate achievement. And then lastly, before I get to pizza time, I'm so sorry. I, I just I just remember something. I was going to add something in here. Uh, on the one point one, the one where you're see the bus off in the distance and you're out in the desert all by yourself apparently that is an homage to the achievement well not to the achievement but to the game called desert bus mm-hmm. and and i just wanted to make sure that all our listeners knew what desert bus was has that been discussed on the show at any point um it may have been early on with relation to the game roundabout that also has an achievement highlighting or or paying homage to desert bus but if you want to go ahead and just explain it again, that's completely fine. Okay, well, it's a Penn and Teller game, and it was unreleased, and mm-hmm. there was a little mini game on it. Right. The game is actually called Penn and Teller's Smoke and Mirrors, I believe. Yeah, it is. That's but correct. Desert Bus is a, a big part. Of it's it. a mini game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it's like the game itself, where the real game was buried in oh, the game. Oh, oh, you see Very what I meta did now. I'm glad yeah. I allowed you to talk about this. <laughs> well, there you go. Look it up. It's a good read. Now, the last one is Pizza Time. And it is for Finding the Sewer Pizza Secret. And it is worth 15 gamer score or 21 TA. Now, my problem with this one was that given the graphics, they didn't have something on the ground that had pizza written on it. However, they did have a round dish with like a very unappetizing looking red cream on top of it it was like a round circle and it looked like well i guess it was a sewer pizza so you would expect it not to look appetizing but it did get me to thinking as to what constitutes a pizza so um in your view what do you view a pizza as um okay it's usually some kind of dough kneaded into (laughs) a circle or a circular type shape covered with Toppings of any sort. Traditionally, some kind of tomato-based sauce and cheese. Mm -hmm. But you can have any kinds of toppings on there. There are dessert pizzas and whatever else. But yeah, generally defined by some kind of usually circular, sometimes rectangular shaped dough covered with stuff and then baked in an oven. Right. And so, yeah, they apparently... I, I, I just... I don't know. Maybe I didn't do as much research as I wanted this week because I got sucked into this like 
rabbit hole of what constitutes a pizza. And there's a lot of very opinionated people out there that have some very solid views on what constitutes a pizza. And then you get into the to the sub definitions that are, because someone's like, it's some kind of dough. And so what constitutes dough? Well, is it this? What is it made out of? What? And so if you have some time to kill, look up Desert Bus, of course, and then look up what makes a pizza a pizza? I think it's kind of along the same lines of what is a sandwich. I feel like nobody knows anything anymore. Like, no. what is this? What is that? What is... Uh, I don't know. So, anyhow, I just wanted to keep it positive instead of talking about Gears of War 3 and their stupid freaking Welcome to the Big Leagues and <laughs> and, uh, and how I should have gotten that achievement. And now I put a whole afternoon into it for zero gamer score for... Anyhow, number two, you were saying? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's a whole lot wrong with the Soda Drinker Pro achievement list is what I learned. Yes, there's a, there's a lot of, yes. That was and... my Soda Drinker Bro. Is that? Oh, oh. Now, now that, I am glad you said that because I was sitting there thinking, this game needs a sequel. I was I was enjoying it, and I was I was kind of you know cleaning up a little bit on the achievements, and I was like, why is this, this game deserves a sequel? This is they got a lot of untapped potential here, and uh, yeah, soda drinker bro, so you could like walk around yeah, with like drink protein, protein shake. shakes, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and then and then like every time you run into a protein shake that's floating above the ground, it would go like. Hashtag gains and <laughs> and it's a soda drink, you know. And so, uh, yeah, I think this would be. Yeah, you have to your gains like slowly decrease, and you have to go find protein shakes to keep your gains. Well, you know, what, uh, right, high? someday I think we're gonna have to do a VSS with sequels that we want to see and really flesh out this oh, idea. Uh, I, I am, I am on board with this. All right, so it's a preview teaser, but let's go on to number two for this week. Sure. All right. My number two, or my number one in the segments number two. Number two. <laughs> is from Just Dance Disney Party. Now, I listened to the most recent um, Stay a While and Listen, and uh, you have some experience <laughs> with Connect-based dance games. Oh, yeah. Pelvic thrusting, baby. <laughs> <laughs> now, back in the day, I guess, when the Connect was still a thing, I played a lot of those dancing games, too. I never played the country music one. Um, well, you know, country music is barely allowable in my region of country, but <laughs> I was to say, is that contraband, <laughs> but you had to import it, <laughs> import it straight from Kentucky. But <laughs> yeah, no, right. I, I didn't wind up playing that one, but I have played just about all of the Just Dance games. I may have missed one or two. And one of the Just Dance games I played quite a bit was Just Dance Disney Party. Did you play Just Dance at all? Are you familiar with Disney Party? Like, no, I, 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 I'm I'm imagining just all kinds of weird stuff right now with uh like yeah just just go on I'm sure I'll figure it out as you go. Okay, so Just Dance Disney Party is effectively a Just Dance kid style game. It has a selection of music from Disney films and from shows that are on the Disney Channel. The mm -hmm. since X is not here, mm -hmm. um, I have to ask: Are you allowed to play it without pants on, or is there something about with? The kids and Disney and all that, is that not allowed? Uh, the Connect tracking, in case you didn't remember, is terrible. So we wouldn't know if you had pants on or not. So okay. be free. I, just wanted to, I, I wanted to ask on his behalf, but okay. No, it's a, a, a valid question, but you can certainly <laughs> play pantsless Disney Connect I, I, if you feel comfortable. Um, 
But all of that said, <laughs> like we miss you, X. Absolutely, but like many Connect games, the tracking is questionable, and you expect this, right? This is just part of the Connect deal. But also, like many Connect games, this game has very inflated ratios on the achievements. Ooh. And most of the achievements are for getting four stars on a particular song. So that's the most you can get is four stars. So get four stars on whatever song from The Lion King they put in, get an achievement worth 20G, and typically worth a two ratio or higher. And most of the songs aren't particularly hard, except for one. The achievement we're highlighting in this segment is TD from... TD? So it's for four like stars. <laughs> no, t- like or TB T-dom. like tuberculosis. Very close. It's the right era, but it's actually. Are you familiar with Peter Pan? Disney's Peter Pan. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I've heard of the Mr. Pan. <laughs> well, there's a song in there called <laughs> "Following the Leader," and okay. at a point in the middle, they go T-dom, TD, and so TD is the name of the achievement. Oh, okay. TD. I got you. Right. Is it spelled out or is it like T? D. T-E-E-D-E-E exclamation point. Oh, okay. So, if you wanted the right inflection, now you know. If you if you want if you want to talk TB, I know a lot about TB as well. Well, we'll talk about that off mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But this this song is mostly a march because that's what following the leader is about, right? You're marching around after him just like the lost boys are marching around after Peter Pan. Right. And this is all fine, except for the song is infuriating and doesn't track you at all while you're marching. <laughs> what is it tracking? Well, I'm I'm going to get to that because there's oh, a I'm way sorry. around. I'm no, no, that, that's okay. No, you're you're leading it's in. Valid question. You're, yeah, you're okay. leading in. We all know when you play Connect games that there's a certain level of flail, right? The Connect doesn't really <laughs> know what you're doing, but if you shift your right arm to this angle and put your left leg out at that angle and kick your right leg a couple times <laughs> it's going to give you credit right you just kind of have to keep... I, I like that description a certain amount of flail i like that, that that's a great description but it, it's especially connect 1.0 the second you know, the xbox one connect was better mm-hmm. but the 360 connect really didn't have this stuff down now hmm. again i've played most of these games and i've done a fair deal of five starring songs and all this other stuff in the kids games i can usually do so this one was particularly frustrating because every time the song got to the part where you had to march i'd get nothing now i'm not in shape but i can walk and the fact that i was getting nothing (laughs) for a walking motion no matter how high i lifted my knees was infuriating Hmm. fast forward some months down the line and i was motivated to figure out how to get an achievement the way i'm usually motivated to figure out an achievement i'll needed help with it Hmm. so i do some research and i come across a solution somewhere that says Here's the problem with TD. It's tracked in reverse. Don't start on your right leg. Start on your left leg. And wouldn't you know, after one try, I got that lovely 40 TA. And I'm sure it was worth more than 100 or lovely 40 gamer score. And I'm sure it was worth more than 130 TA at the point. I think this is still the quote unquote hardest song if you strictly go by ratio in the game because it's tracked backwards. As if someone was recording it in their cell phone selfie camera instead of (laughs) actually recording the movements of the children who are dancing in it. So if you ever do decide to play Just Dance Disney Party and you're going for the TD achievement, remember, when you get to the marching segments, march on the other foot. That's very helpful, actually. Yeah, it was literally first try after reading that solution. Oh, that worked. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, I was part of the Tennessee TB eradication plan. That's why um, oh. I thought throw that out. I'm a survivor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had exposure. I, oh, I didn't no. have it. Uh, yeah, just exposure. Okay. okay. Yeah. Probably one of my scuba trips in third world countries. Now, uh-huh. well, now you you're here to tell us what the number one game on this week's list. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, you know, without hacking up a lung, I'm a survivor. TB Tennessee. Take that, TB. <laughs> so, no number one, number one, I chose an achievement from Deep Ones. Now, Deep Ones, I asked you earlier, and you said you were unfamiliar with this game, so. This little jewel of a game comes from Sometimes You, one of my favorite publishers, <laughs> probably second behind Rataleka. And the developer I thought was interesting. The developer is Burp Games. Oh. Yep. Yeah. This Burp, all caps, exclamation mark, games. Quality name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I clicked on Burp Games to see what other jewels they might have for me. And unfortunately, Deep Ones is the only ones. So, <laughs> this achievement is, we have fins for lunch. And the description is, you need to kill a 20 sharks. A 20 sharks. It, yes. Okay. It is, uh, <laughs> it is worth 100 gamer score or 147 TA. The, the first thing that I'm drawn to here is the description. <laughs> I'm trying to envision how this, it's just an all around just fun, fun just game, right? And... So this adds to it. So this description here, you need to kill a 20 sharks. And I'm thinking, how did this error occur? And I'm thinking the developers are, are coming up with the achievement list, and they said, you need to kill a shark. That should be one. And then everyone's like, oh, that's pretty freaking easy. All you got to do is just you know harpoon it in the face, and it, it dies. And they're like, okay, you need to kill a 20 sharks. And then... That, I don't know. They got so busy just with the cutting edge graphics that you know they they didn't have time to clean up the the air. But that did get me thinking. Him, we need to have a that'd be another great idea for a, a different list. The top three grammatical issues in Chivo descriptions or oh, something like that. We have to wait till X is l- back for that. Oh man, I would love to do that. Got to let an I English teacher winners. loose on that one. <laughs> oh man, you you see some stuff in there. Uh, <laughs> Woo! I got a whole list. We could we we might be able to do a top ten on that and just do like quick hitting and, and uh, just like bam bam. This is what's wrong. What's up? And All right. anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, there you go. So let's let's table that. But for the time being, we're in number one. So they um the game itself, since you're not uh, you know too familiar with it. It looks like it was drawn using ANSI graphics. Anybody that was around in the days of the old BBSs and all the all those games, I used to use a program called T-Draw. Um, I'm pretty sure 99% of you don't know what that is. It is a program where you like draw using big old block pixels, and and that's kind of what this game looks like. It was drawn in. It, it is. It is not exactly a cutting edge uh, graphically, and that is part of the reason I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> it it just drops you into this murky, crappy looking background, and you're controlling this scuba diver. And I scuba dive, so I enjoyed that part of it as well. And there, you give you no directions. You're just dropped in the middle of this 
you know, reef, and you're like, okay, I'll just move over this way, and then things are starting to shoot at you. You have no way to defend yourself at this point. You don't know if you're just doing the game wrong. Is this a platform? What, what What's going on here? And so, yeah, you know, you work your way down, and finally you get a gun, and now you can kill things, and, and that's, that's just great because a lot of the achievements are kill-related. And the game's glitchy as hell, so there might be, like, an enemy off to the side of the screen, and you could just kind of move to the left and then move back to the right, and he has magically vanished. Uh, maybe he's really quick and just ran off the screen. I We, we <laughs> don't know. We got a lot, a lot of questions here. Okay. Now, this game, I highly recommend it. I, I mean, seriously, I really enjoyed this game. I'm not bad-mouthing it at all. I, keep in mind, I love terrible games, so this one was just, I mean, this was... Uh, quite the playthrough. I I enjoyed every minute of it. Now, the achievement in question here called We Have Fins for Lunch, why is it so jacked up? So here you go. I will explain why where it went wrong. Now, you only get to fight sharks once in this game. Oh. So yeah, so oh. if you Yeah, so if you miss it, you got to make your all your way all the way back in a second playthrough, which you have to do anyway. Spoiler alert, you got to kill the captain uh, three times, but you can kind of rig it where you can get it in one sitting if you want. But for those of us who uh, <clears throat> didn't read that part about the description and kind of just went through it and uh, without reading that and had to do a second playthrough, so yeah, so there's your there's your second tip. Uh, yeah, you can get it done in one playthrough using the little trick that they describe in the in the in the guide. Now, uh, so you get one shot at this, and well, technically, I'm sorry, there is two sharks in the two shark encounters in this game. The first one is the one where you can kill them. Now, the second one is where after you kill them, you piss off Mama Shark or Big Shark or oh. whatever shark, and and this. It's like one of the stunning part of the graphics. They have a very somewhat decent drawn shark that comes and charges at you. And no worries. You just jump on your magical seahorse and then you ride off. And it's one of those stages where you just have to avoid low hanging or uh, raises in the floor. So you have to kind of either go up or down and until you get out of the cave and the thing crashes into it and <laughs> you survive and all that stuff. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. Now. And level five, however, that's the part where you get to, uh, sh- you know, shore this thing up with a, a single shark fight. Now you got to kill a twenty sharks. <laughs> so here's the, here's how it plays out in level five. Now your daughter is on the island, so there's this island, and your daughter's on it, but she doesn't see the sharks. So. Your character yells at her and yells at her, and is like, "Go away, get out of here!" And so, but and you tell tell her to move, but she doesn't. You're like, "You move, move, move!" And and the daughter doesn't move. I mean, what is wrong with her? So you run up and you like shove her out of the way, and you grab a chainsaw that's like right there. You grab a chainsaw and then you jump into the mouth of the airborne shark. Wow. Yeah. How now everyone. of them. <laughs> Oh, you're uh, my bad. You're right. I was reading the wrong script. My bad. <laughs> That's not this game at all. That oh, was Sharknado. Okay. My bad. Yeah, because yeah, th- I'm seeing that here. Yeah, the chainsaw pokes out the oh, belly of the shark. Okay. And, uh, yes. Yes, that sounds familiar. Yeah, everyone thought you were dead. You pull the skin away, and then right. you fight for. Yeah, right. I am so sorry. Okay, I, I haven't seen Terminator Two, but I've seen all four <laughs> Sharknados. Well, three of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let me, hang on. Let me let me find the right. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay, it, so okay, you got it. 
<laughs> yeah, so the... Oh, level five. Here it is. Now, the level five features eight sharks that are just kind of circling around as best they can in their poorly drawn No chainsaws. Ocean. Yeah, no chainsaws. Oh, okay. that, yeah, no chainsaws. Well, the game is significantly less interesting now. <laughs> yeah, no daughter, no dialogue, no island. Basically, you're just on the bottom of a poorly drawn ocean floor, and there's eight what appears to be sharks circling around you. As best you can tell, they're sharks. And they come and they attack you at different angles and it, it's i don't know I, I, you jump over them and then you shoot them in the back with a harpoon or you shoot them in the face as they're coming towards you and then shoot them in the back i mm-hmm, mean you mm-hmm. you're just very versatile but the problem is you think okay well there's eight sharks here so what i'm going to do is i'll kill seven of them so i don't accidentally move ahead in the checkpoint and then i'll kill myself I'll just go jump. There's like a very convenient. I, I mean, the people at Sometimes You, they got your back. So there's a very conveniently placed hole nearby. that you, It's abyss that you can jump into and kill yourself. So you kill the seven sharks and then reloads. The checkpoint's not too far behind. There's like some bony structure that like you walk across and get you to the place where the sharks are. And then you kill seven more, jump off, and then you know process repeats. You would think, you know, you have to kill, or you need to kill a 20 sharks. So you think if you need to kill a 20 shark, you would would get it if you need to, or if you have killed a 21 shark. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but no, it doesn't pop. That's the problem. Scandal. That they, yeah, their math is all wrong. It's that, and that's not, that's no bueno. You have to get the math right on this. And so what actually happened is, is, only one, only one of those sharks counts towards your twenty shark. No way. I, I know it. I know it. And so you're you kill one, and that's just one. If you kill another, sorry, it doesn't count for anything. Wow. Yep. I know. Mind blown. And and the point is, is that you kill one, and then you go jump in the abyss. And then you reload, and then you go, you kill one, and then you jump in the abyss, and then you reload, and then you go and you kill one, and then you jump in the abyss, and then you reload, and then you go and you kill mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah. And so you do that 20 times, and at some point, you get the bleep bloop, and problem solved. We have fins for lunch. You just killed a 20 sharks. Okay. Yep. It seems there like their go. execution got mixed into the achievement description. Because it's kill a shark 20 times, right? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know. Yeah. Well, a that's pretty awful. Sharks. Yes, yes. It's it's a little unclear. But all well, in all, I don't want to sound like I'm bad-mouthing because let me tell you something. This game is fantastic. Wouldn't have been a VSS without a pun. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one more follow-up question. Did you figure this out on your own is there an achievement tracker or was there a solution posted that said here's what you have to do you know i would love to take as much credit for this as possible i'm giving you the opportunity so yeah of course and then whoever <laughs> wrote whoever wrote that guide on ta i mean totally just uh talked to me before he wrote it right okay yep just want yep. to clear that up <laughs> <laughs> there you go all right so i guess we learned a lot tonight right i mean yeah i definitely will keep that in mind if i ever should start that game Yes, it's it's great. You know, uh, it's as entertaining as Sharknado, and and uh, you know, go fall in lava or just go off the side of the screen. Don't play with lava. Um, what else did we learn tonight? Well, we learned about Soda Drinker Pro and what a pizza is and yes. what a bus is. 
And also that <laughs> and that, when told and that to it march, needs a sequel. And that it needs a sequel. And that when yep. told to march, go the opposite way of the instructor. That's right. And, you know, I probably would have got that just because I, when I do those games, I'm so backwards anyway. I probably would have started with the wrong foot anyway. <laughs> I'd be like, man, that, I, I'm, I suck at all the songs except for this one. This is amazing. <laughs> well, now you know why you're awesome at it. Yeah. Fantastic. So I think with that, we're just going to go ahead and wrap up this week's segment. Mm-hmm. Yep. As usual, you can find us at all of our typical locations where you might find us. Twitter, True Achievements, Facebook. Not that you'd find us on Facebook necessarily, but you know, those other places. Also, the best place to find us, as always, is our Discord. We don't know when X will be back with us, but we're hoping soon. So X, if you're listening, hello and say hi to Jeffy. We missed you both Mm -hmm. this week. And uh, I think that about wraps it up for us. Thanks for listening. Secret. Hello and welcome to today's review. I'm Wakapel and with me I have Kushmoose. Hey, how are you? We will be reviewing Sundered Eldritch Edition. It was uh, a game developed by Thunder Lotus Games and released on Xbox on the 21st of December 2018. The game is labeled as a Metroidvania, which I was not very certain of when I started playing it. I played for quite some time without getting any ability upgrades, and then I died. At that point I thought I was playing a roguelite, because you were put at the beginning again and got some points to spend to upgrade your character. The further I got, the more I realized it was not a roguelite at all, but a true metroidvania. But it really took a while to get going. You play as Ash, the only human character in the game. She is just out minding her own business in a sandstorm when she just gets killed by a elder god, the shining Trepasahedron. From the Lovecraftian, well, from Lovecraft's uh, horror story, The Haunter of the Dark, which this game is partly built upon. The game is procedurally generated with some set rooms, meaning that while most of the world map will look different every time you try to traverse it, some rooms always look the same and are in the same positions yeah it's kind of funny when you're um when you're looking at the map everything is kind of built out as big containers so so you've got your central area where you spawn then you've got these two wings to the left and to the right and then one to the bottom and then within each one of those wings there is a a series of boxes that are connected and what what's random are the little boxes that are in those boxes and how these little puzzle pieces connect to get you through these main gateways and, and get you to these um, these common areas that they want to funnel you to. And the these areas are very large and sprawling. It takes you quite some time to get from one side of the map to the other. And uh, while most rooms are random, they are not truly random. They are pulled from a limited tile set. 
So you will see the same kind of environments over and over again while you are exploring. The game is uh, a hand-drawn uh, graphical style which looks great but uh, I feel that they have focused on quality over quantity. That's not a problem in itself but when the world is so big you will get a lot of repetition. That is a good point. Uh, I hadn't put those pieces together um, but yeah some of the I won't call them mini bosses, but some of the the lower tier enemies that, that give you a reward are basically just larger palette swapped versions of the common enemies. And that is a little bit a little bit disappointing. You would kind of you would kind of want a little bit more variety in, in those sorts of enemies. Uh, there are basically three main areas. All of them look very distinct and have their own set of enemies but within the areas the same enemies will repeat over and over just with different colors or palette swaps. The uh, um, main bosses of every area however are unique and they are one of the highlights of the game. The boss fights are really impressive. They've really spent their time on those. Each, each boss fight is a little bit of a puzzle um, it's very different from the, the standard combat that you have from room to room and the art style on the bosses. These bosses are, uh, at least the bosses I've encountered so far, are, are very large in scale. I mean, multiple screens um, in scale compared to your character. And, and the art style is similar to um, something that uh, you would have seen over here in America on MTV, um, Liquid, I can't remember the name of the show, but it was, it was an animation show. It's late at night uh, and there was a, a show called Aeon Flux. And the, uh, the the animation of the bosses and the drawing of drawings of these bosses is very similar to that. Uh, and it's, yeah, you're right. It's very impressive, and it's definitely a capstone on on their hand drawn art, uh, which I feel is uh, something that the studio is known for from their last game, uh, Jotun, which uh, also featured some really amazing boss fights, and uh, they were really very very large in comparison to your player character yeah i played that game as well and yeah if you've played both games you will notice the common dna for sure if you've played jotun you'll know that that game is really really difficult that is not the case for sundered but it is not an easy game and when i was playing it on the normal difficulty i got my ass kicked several times it was a difficult game, but far from impossible. Yeah, this is one of those games that they definitely punish you at the beginning, right? And they, they expect you to get better. And one of the ways they expect you to get better is to level up your character. So if you're getting just trounced in an area, you can you can basically just start farming. Um, just start farming monsters, get the, the gems or whatever they are, the currency, um, and then start upgrading your character, adding more health, adding more... Uh, damage to your melee attacks, adding uh, more energy to yourself um, so you can perform special attacks. And uh, if you're really having trouble, you can just do that grind over and over, do that, go off to a wing that, you know, yeah, it does take a long time to get into that wing and then die in that wing. And you'll spawn back where you can start upgrading your character and you go out for another run. So you're basically just going on these grinding runs to make your character better. And as I did that, because um, I was getting... Uh, frustrated with only being able to go so far in each level so i just started just going for you know try to uncover as much of the area as i could don't try to beat it just get as much 
resources or as many resources as I could. And by the time I did that, the first two areas, the two main two large areas were not that difficult. Um, but, but man, <laughs> the spike in, in that third area off to the right wing is incredible. And it's to the point now where, uh, while most of my abilities are maxed, I am still running into uh, spots where I just get completely demolished. Uh, and that's on the normal difficulty. And I know there's at least one, maybe two more difficulty levels above that. And I just, I don't know why anyone would want to do that, uh, or why they would consider that a good time. There are four difficulties, uh, that you see when you start the game for the first time, but none of them affects achievements. And if you just want to get through this as fast as possible, I really recommend playing it on easy. Yeah, that's a good point, <laughs> for sure. My first run on normal took me over 12 hours, and then I went back for a second run, which you need to do if you want to get the completion, and I played it on easy, and knowing how the game worked and how much easier it was, it took me less than 5 hours to complete the game. Me, having worked through on normal almost, I think, almost to the end of the game on my first playthrough on normal, um, I think I'm probably in the same boat, around the 10, 12, 14 hour range. Um, and it's impressive to me that you're, that you're saying that that second run on easy is about 5 to 7. Uh, even knowing all the mechanics, uh, that's still an impressive time, I think. I think I could do it a lot faster if I had really gone for it. I actually went and uh, got all the collectibles again that you do not really need for the completion, but uh, I found them very useful. The uh, endings are tied to a specific collectible that you get after defeating bosses and mini-bosses. They are shards of the shining trepatsahedron that you can either choose to destroy or use to uh, power up your abilities. And depending if you choose to destroy them or uh, power up your abilities, the ending will be different. The big problem I have with this is that if you choose to destroy a shard and use it to power up your ability in the same run, you have uh, basically screwed up that run and you will have to do an additional run to get two of the endings. Yeah, and there's no indication... Uh, that, that that's the case. Uh, so if you're if you're just going to play the game for fun, um, yeah, go go at it and do whatever you like. Um, but if you're in it for the achievements, and that's probably why you're here, um, then you'll probably want to optimize and pay attention to that. Uh, make one run uh, for augmenting your abilities and improving your abilities, and the second run would be destroying them all. And when you destroy them all, you're not shooting yourself in the foot, uh, from my understanding. Maybe you can speak to this a little bit more. What you're basically doing is unlocking additional uh, enhancements to your abilities that you have to pay for. Whereas if you go the other route where you're corrupting your abilities with these shards, um, you basically get a new ability for free. Um, but maybe you can speak more to that since I definitely haven't done my, my good playthrough yet. It is basically what you say. The big difference is that you do not get the same abilities. You get a different set of abilities if you choose to destroy the shards. When you corrupt an ability with a shard, the ability you get is way more powerful than uh, what you get if you choose to destroy it. So if having done that, so having done both sides, which w order would you recommend doing them? I would recommend starting with uh, corrupting your abilities because it makes it so much easier to traverse the world. You're both much more powerful and it's 
uh, a lot easier to traverse the world. Uh, there are some areas that are quite difficult to get to if you do not corrupt your abilities. But if you do, you can easily wall run, for example, without any problems. You can glide long distances. You get a lot more options with your movement than, than you do if you choose to destroy the shards. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, the the light side abilities or you know the good ending, if you will, uh, in terms of morality. <laughs> I, I haven't seen theirs. The abilities you get when you destroy the shards are far from as interesting as uh, the one you get if you choose to corrupt your abilities. But the end game changes significantly. There will be different end bosses if you choose to destroy or. Or corrupt your abilities. So what would your roadmap be for the most optimal completion path uh, in terms of complete it with, you know, you were saying that it's better um, to augment or to uh, corrupt your abilities uh, on your first playthrough. And then for those final two playthroughs you have to do, what's your kind of roadmap for those? There are three endings, but you can get two of them in the same run if you are careful. The fastest way to get through this game is to play it on easy and during your first run get all the achievements that are tied to uh, corrupting your abilities and uh, all the miscellaneous uh, collectibles and things like that. Then play a second run, destroy all shards except the final one, defeat the final boss and then you can continue your save file. Destroy the final shard and go up against the new final boss. Okay, great. So I, I haven't uh, backed myself into a corner then. So <laughs> that's good to know. It is very easy to accidentally use a shard, especially if you play in uh, co-op, which we haven't mentioned at all. The This game features a co-op for up to four players. Unfortunately, I only think the host gets achievements. I haven't confirmed this, but... Uh, that would make sense considering how the co-op is built. You can drop in up to four players. They will have the same moves as you and they will be as strong as you. You will share health bar but you will have a shield on top of that so you are not all having the same health pool at least. And the second player, or second, third, or fourth, can always just by a click of a button teleport to the primary player. The platforming in the game is not very difficult, but it can be challenging if you are not very good with platformers. There's nothing too extreme. There's one achievement in particular that can be a bit of a pain. And it is for getting all the perks in the game. The reason this is a bit annoying is that perks are mostly given out at random. There are certain perks that you will find in the same place all the time. But most of them will be dropped by uh, more powerful enemies. This will cause you to run through the same areas over and over again to get the final perks that you need. Yeah, I didn't find any good maps that would would map out all of the um the fixed perks, but um there there are definitely videos out there that um that show you where there I think there's 
one hidden shard, um, smaller shard, uh, in every zone. And those combine to be your seventh shard uh, that you need in order to get the completion and get all the abilities. Um, and so there, there are definitely videos out there showing the locations of those. And, and one of the one of those videos, he actually mentions that there's a, a difficult-to-find perk uh, right near the third shard. Um, and, and so I know that there are some videos out there. I was not able to find any maps. Uh, were you? Yeah, I didn't use a guide at all until my second playthrough. And uh, since I was thorough and went uh, through the entire map, I found everything that was available on the fixed uh, spaces on the map. But there are so many perks that uh, you just have to luck into. And it doesn't help that every perk can be leveled up to level 4. And uh, to level them up you just uh, get an, an additional drop of the same perk. So you might have some perks at level 3 while you're still missing 4 perks that you haven't even gotten level 1 of yet. Yeah, that's the exact boat, boat that I'm in. I have several at level 3 and then I have I think 5 perks remaining. Uh, and I was hoping, you know, I know that I have to kind of find every room in that third area and that's the one I'm kind of having trouble with right now. So that's probably where the majority of those perks are found. Not all of the useful abilities are gained from uh, finding them on the world map. Some of them can be found in the skill tree as well. There are uh, certainly many combat related skills that you can pick up from the skill tree. There is one in particular that made my game go from very challenging to rather easy. And that is the ability to destroy incoming projectiles. Yeah, I actually I actually forgot about that because I picked that one up so early on. I think I dumb dumb lucked into it as I was just building out my, my skill tree, I think to the left top left quadrant, I wanna say. Um I think I just dumb lucked into that because yeah, I, I was destroying projectiles almost from the start. Um, I think it was because just because of the the way I happened to uh, have my natural progression go. There was another one in, in the lower left quadrant that will display things on the map. Uh, and I found that one very helpful for um, getting resources because you can find a lot more uh, currency when you know where all of the, the stashes are. They're these little um, kind of look, uh, bird's nests almost, uh, these, these nasty looking things. Um, like tumbleweeds kind of stuck to walls and ceilings and little hidden areas that you only see if you go to that corner of the wall and, and pass through it. Um, and those tend to have more resources. Sometimes they have perks in them uh, if you're really lucky. Um, and and that, having that ability from the skill tree makes it finding those and, and getting those resources a lot easier. Uh, one of the things I don't think we talked about was in some of the rooms, there are um, special time-limited power-ups. Um, so you'll see basically these vessels with these other humans, I think, um, that visited the planet or wherever it is that you are, and you'll get a special ability that augments uh, your playthrough. Uh, some of them will do extra damage, uh, or you'll you'll when you attack someone, uh, lightning basically will go out and attack nearby enemies. Some will show uh, it's like a limited time version of the map reveal where you'll see caches and things as you're going that are nearby on the map but that one will wear off after a certain amount of time there's one that will give you more or less infinite stamina making it possible to dodge very very far and once you get an ability to dodge in the air you can basically fly 
across entire areas without touching the ground. I hadn't found that one. That one sounds very useful. Um, but those rooms where you are, I don't know if you noticed this, but it was kind of as I was playing through and I, I'm noticing the attention to detail in those rooms, the, the different people in those pods, like they had a lot of variety to them. They weren't the same um, palettes swapped over and over. I'm not 100% sure about this, but I'm fairly certain that the, those are people that paid a lot of money in Kickstarter. I am 100% sure because I went to research that because I had the same hunch as you. Uh, it was. Uh, there was a $250 tier to Kickstarter. Uh, Kickstarter. <laughs> no. And um, there were only 25 people. Uh, they maxed it out. So they only allowed for 25 backers to give that much money to get their own uh, character uh, portrayed in the game. And that completely sold out. So I'm assuming that some of those are developers and but at least 25 of those are people that, that kicked in 250 to play this game. I think uh, Thunder Lotus Games got a lot of goodwill after their, their first game. Jotun wasn't for everyone, but it was a very unique experience and a really cool game. It's really not something for completionists. It's a very, very difficult game and the achievements are crazy. Yeah, I'd like to go back to that one. Sundered by comparison is way easier and uh, especially if you play on easy shouldn't prove too difficult. You will certainly be able to complete it in less than 20 hours. Mm, I hope. Because <laughs> I am getting a little tired of, of grinding for those shards but maybe I'll finish this first playthrough, take a little break and then go back through. The easy playthrough is much easier than playing on normal. I only have a few negative things to say about the game, and I don't know if that's where you were heading next or not. Um, while I like this game, um, you know, right from the start, um, there's not a whole lot of explanation. Um, you're basically going from left to right. That's the only thing you can do while you're in the sandstorm, and then you die and you, and you go in, and now you start in this new level, and they start to give you a little bit of introduction to your powers as you're, as you're progressing through a, a fixed path to get to the main area. About five minutes in, you get your first power, which I think also corresponds with the first achievement in the game. From that point on, you're kind of left to discover everything else for yourself. You eventually figure out that, I think they tell you that everything is generated randomly, but you don't really piece together until your first couple run-throughs, or, or at least I didn't. And then the combat feels kind of a little bit loosey-goosey, a little bit, I want to say, insubstantial. So when you're striking enemies, there's they're not bouncing back. You're not bouncing back. It, so the collision, I mean, you can kind of exist on top of one another, and um, it just doesn't feel very solid at first. And you you soon run into these areas where enemies will spawn endlessly. A lot of times you end up standing in a corner and just mashing the attack button over and over until either the enemies or you have died. Yeah, it's it, they're just throwing. It's like they're just throwing the kitchen sink at you. There's just enemies coming from every direction, and you just kind of want it to end um, and be a little bit more focused so you can play the game. Once I realized that there was not much use to killing the enemies, I started just running through everything. Yeah, that was definitely that was definitely one of my strategies. Like if I was just getting uh, completely overrun, I would just run through the through the zone and kind of get to the next area. You do get a small amount of uh, shards that you use to upgrade your abilities. But in general I found it not worth it uh, once I've figured out the systems and uh, just kept going. There are things called hordes where you get swarmed by 
quite a huge number of enemies at the same time, often it's easier to run than actually fight. Yeah, the, the hordes, I actually thought, I had an idea early on that maybe the best way to get shards would be to go to one of those earlier hordes and just stand in a corner and then just put on your rapid fire controller, just swinging your sword um, uh, just and, and just collecting all the shards from that. Um, I think that's probably not best. I think it is, you know, just try to uncover all the map and you'll eventually uh, be getting the shards that you need to, to level up pretty easily. Yeah, it, while you're exploring, you're making progress and you will find a lot of shards on your way. It's not worth it to stand in one spot and just grind out for upgrades. And one final warning I would give about the game or word to the wise is the controller layout isn't your standard controller layout. Um, the buttons that you you would expect to roll, for instance, um, just don't feel natural to me. So I started remapping the controls, uh, which reminds me, this is a Play Anywhere title. So um, you can be playing this on your Xbox or you can be playing it on your PC uh, if you're on vacation, uh, which is great. I have played almost exclusively on the PC and, and not on the Xbox. And in my experience, um, I, I changed the controls because I didn't like the, the roll button that they had picked for me. Uh, and the next time I launched the game, I had to do that again. So even though you would expect um, the controls to be uh, remembered, they, they do not. I know that they have pushed out patches since, but I've just kind of said, you know what, I'm not going to mess with it. Um, I'm just going to use their default controls. And it gets me every time. Why on earth? What other control scheme in the world uses the left trigger to show the map? Um, it's very, very odd choices. Also, when you look at the map, the world is still moving around you. It doesn't pause. So that was a bit annoying at times, especially since I did not kill many enemies. That's very frustrating. Yeah. I, yeah. As you're trying to complete an area, scour every corner, you view the map, but the, uh, the endlessly spawning enemies that are coming at you don't stop and don't give you a quick breather. Uh, that is definitely a weird design choice I'm, I'm not a fan of that the biggest complaint i have about the game is that it's just too big uh, i really like most of it but it's spread so thin there's not a lot of interesting parts in the game well there are there are actually quite a lot of interesting parts in the game but it's so much dead air between the interesting spots that's why i ended up just running from everything, yeah, I would I would say that this game is is for the Metroidvania fans that, that basically want to get everything. The game does start out, um, in my opinion, it starts out slowly. The combat takes a little while, and as you're doing that, you kind of appreciate the game a little bit more. And if you're going to like the game, that's probably the point where you're going to say, "Yeah, yeah, I like this. Um, this is something that I am en enjoying." But then towards the, I want to say that like the the last third of the game. When you hit that wall, you're just like, oh, man, <laughs> like, it could have it could have used a little bit more time in the oven to kind of spread it all out. Or, yeah, like you're saying, kind of condense everything, bring it in a little bit. Does it need to be that spread out? Probably not. Um, and then just balance the difficulty spike. And, and I think you'd have a really solid game. And as it is, I enjoy it, but I probably wouldn't recommend it to everybody. No, I agree. Uh, I went from not liking it to actually really enjoying it. And uh, the turning point was probably the first boss fight. Once I got there and really noticed that, yeah, this, these are the same guys that did Jotun. 
after the first boss fight, I just went immediately to the second and uh, thought that was equally great. That, that is a good point. I think that if you're going to try this game, you owe it to yourself to make it to the first boss fight before you decide if this game is for you or not. Definitely. Uh, apart from that, I ran into a fun glitch that you did as well. Uh, when starting a second playthrough and uh, leaving it and coming back later, it had disappeared. Or so I thought. Uh, I waited a few seconds, backed out from the main menu and got back again. And then it had properly loaded in. And uh, I heard you had that issue as well, Kushmus. Yeah, I was uh, just, you know, to be kind of prepared to talk about it. I had, um, and even before finishing my first run, my corruption run, if you want to call it, I started an easy um, second playthrough where I was going to um, basically destroy all the shards. Uh, and I played for maybe half an hour and then said, okay, I get an idea for this. Uh, I'll come back to it later when I'm done my, my first run. Loaded it up and I only have one save file. Uh, and then actually you told me uh, that little workaround to see it. And sure enough, uh, I, I do see my second playthrough. So if you've started this and you have a second playthrough, and I doubt that this has happened to anyone because of the uh, the numbers uh, of played and completed, um, don't worry, it's probably still there, and just, just do what Waka says. The Sundered Eldritch Edition is $20 on the Microsoft Store. It is Play Anywhere. I personally uh, recommend it if you are a fan of Metroidvanias and uh, don't mind letting it take a while before you really start to get it because it was a slow burn yeah i completely agree um i don't think it's for everyone but if you're a fan of the genre um you owe it to yourself to try it obviously any final words no i just want to thank you for having me on and i'm glad to talk about metroidvania with uh, with another fan well thank you have a nice day everyone